stupid bitch. <laughs> okay, hi guys. This is just a quick note before the podcast. Um, this is going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> Kyle's a retard. <laughs> I, 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 I literally might be uh, slightly, slightly special. Um, so... I've just got everyone back around. We're, we're about uh, four days on from the, when we recorded this podcast originally. Yeah. I've just had everyone back around to re-record the first half because I thought I'd lost it. As soon as we finished recording, re-recording the first half, I found it again. So I might stick one or the other. I, I Which one should I stick at the end? The, uh, Take the a re- listen to them both and see which one Yeah, one of them right? is going to be stuck on the end. Um, so if you want to keep listening after the podcast closes, there's going to be the other first half. It's even that you can make it season two, episode two, the extra bit. Yeah. yeah well, I'm going to call it the. Uh, it's going to have to. Episode two point five. Yeah. Well, I, well, there is also that one where we only got through half a podcast and you had to leave, so I could combine the two to make a frankencast <laughs> the frankencast could do but, yeah so, so uh, i'm gonna stick this bit just before the main podcast starts sure. uh like right before the intro <laughs> and they will after this we'll cut straight into the intro um so yeah enjoy uh it's gonna be a bit weird extra long you now. don't an extra long you've got an extra like 30 minutes on there now um i don't <laughs> know which one you'll get first it's an adventure wait and see till after the credits roll or credits intro <laughs> See you Enjoy. in the present, or now, or the future. Ping. Good evening. I hope you are sitting comfortably, and that you have steeled yourselves for what you are about to experience. A podcast so directionless, you'll need a map and a guide just to make it through this intro. Should you survive the untamed wilderness of the fog of vaping, the profanity of politics, the gore of gaming, and the ever-twisting and undulating non-sequiturs. Then, you can say you have proudly navigated and survived your journey inside the minds of... The Rambling Vapors. Right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to season. Well, no, welcome to. This is the well. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of welcome back. Yeah. yeah. So welcome, welcome from the future. Welcome to season two, episode two of the Rambling Vapors. Um, we're back again, again, back, back again, 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 again. Um, so straight off the top of the bat, let's come out and be honest. Uh, we're actually re-recording this first half of the. Uh, podcast. So uh, <laughs> late last week, we all got together. We sat down. We recorded a good, solid few hours of um, yep. audio wonderfulness. In a guys chatter, you know, we had some good stuff. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, we lost the first hour, and um, it didn't feel right just trying to release like a half-assed kind of not complete episode. So we figured we'd come back, record, re-record the first hour, and then I'll. After the uh, audio, after the music break, we'll um, slip into the original recording from last week. So, yeah, 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 should be good fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've got a good show lined up for you. We've got some uh, vape, usual vape news, ragey stuff. Some, um, you know, what we've been doing in vape over the last month, like our new purchases and whatnot. Um, and then we're gonna kind of like launch into some horrific tirade in the second half against Trump because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it gets a bit intense and uh, deep. But it's good fun. It's good, yeah. fun, good fun. Interesting talks. Sort of. 
Well, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> so it's probably going to be okay. I like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I like to have like a, a mildly positive outlook on it, you know. Yeah. Oh no, I think ultimately our, our message, our message in the second half is is one of one of hope. some hope <laughs> and positivity. Although I'm a little bit more skeptical about the fate of the world than maybe the others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I know we actually only saw each other a few days ago, but have you all been? What have you been up to? Uh, been very well. Uh, in fact, since we last recorded this podcast, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I went to a gig in Milton Keynes, a place called MK11. Yeah. Um, went in there. I was already a little bit drunk anyway. But to my surprise and glee, this puff, well, club has a vape bar in it as well. Um, picked up some new juice there, chatting to the guy. What a legend. Uh, just chatting away inane bollocks because I was probably hammered and just rambling on as I do here. Um, yeah, so I got some uh, Just Jam, which is uh, the Raspberry Jam and Scone, uh, which also has a lovely hint of uh, clotted cream to it as well, which, and I, I love a good old afternoon tea. Yeah, so that's, that that's with really a cup nice. of tea yeah, yeah, yeah. is actually so really nice. How does a vape bar work? Like, what's the setup yeah. within the club? Uh, yeah, I was kind of curious about this. Uh, we went in, uh, so you go, obviously go in, you go into the main sort of club room, there's a bar at the back, and then there's a door, like well, an open door, like just an open, well, doorway, I sure. guess would be the word for a door with no, uh, opening with no door. So you go down some stairs, and it's much differently lit, and basically another bar in there, as if it's like a small bar area, but instead of like taps and everything, it's just got juices and... Um, loads of mech mods, um, regulated mods, all all sorts of RDAs, RDTA, RDDTAs, and shit like that. RDTAs, not yeah. RDDTAs. Fuck off, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> RDDTs. I'm sorry. I've, I've a, RDD2s. Oh, dude, I'm having a merit work. Don't get me started. Hur- Hurricane uh, RDDT. That'd be awesome. Can you imagine like an R2D2 just sitting there like, RDDT <laughs> out of nowhere. Wow. You're more likely to be BB-8 to have a vape in him. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you, like, my, my, um, H-Cigar VT200's got a BB-8 wrap on it, so that's a little BB-8 vape. Yeah, but what you should do is get one of those actual BB-8 models. <laughs> like the poker build, vapes. Yeah, like the poker vapes, but do it with a um, BB-8. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. And that'd be a BB vape. I'd, if you could if you could make a BB, a dri- uh, an RDA dripper that looked like the head of BB-8 that fitted onto a mod that was the body of BB-8, that's the fucking dream. Yeah, BB vape. <laughs> BB vape. It's a very specific dream. Oh, but it's, it's a dream. It's You've got to have them. Audience. I'm going to have at least one dream, damn it. Trump's not killing everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, this place, the club was MK11. Uh, the place in there's space in vapors. That's such a um, I love good puns in vapors. Yeah. So yeah. I really love, love, love the name. It was brilliant. Yeah. And um, yeah, just was chatting to the guy for quite some time. Uh, almost missed the band I was going to see because I was just chatting to the fella. So. Nice. But yeah. Uh, Who was the band? Uh, Cut Capers. What kind of thing? Don't know them. Uh, Scar. Scar? Oh, yeah. nice. Cool. Yeah, saw, saw them a couple of times at Boomtown. Cool, and I uh, found out they're playing locally. And uh, yeah, fuck it. Oh, I say locally, Milton time. Keynes. That was a news alert. Oh, God, it's Trump. Oh, What's no. he done? I don't. Uh, I, uh, yeah. 
Trump names. Oh, it's just the same one oh, you got okay. about his uh, new strategy, army strategist guy that he's appointing to cabinet. So, like a, a reasonably sensible pick, it seems. So we'll surely see. he's got. A, we'll surely there's going to be something. It depends. It might be one of the guys who's very. Let's just push the button. Let's Maybe the when button. they say army strategist, he was a Russian army strategist. <laughs> yeah, I mean nothing's been specified yet. <laughs> His name oh. is General Vladimir Ilikotrov. <laughs> Completely above board. Yeah. Um, uh, when he's being sworn in, you will be hearing that <laughs> just playing in the background. The Russian national anthem is actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the fact that that's still the, that's actually the Soviet national anthem they still use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because- I think it's just got a real sense of like. Bleak and depressing, (laughs) all things are dying. Seriously, it's very, very Russian. Like in every way. But the best national anthems always come from the really horrible, horrible dictatorships. Oh, yeah, of course. Because they're just like, no, my manual, manually? My masculinity shall be compressed into sound form. (laughs) Like North Korea and just like, praise the glorious leader. Yay. That's a my, my that's translation. Like, it's like that's like the the intro to Teletubbies, North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do have it. It's like death to the West. Fuck the Americans. I've got a wonderful <laughs> image of Bungle as uh, the next leader of North Korea. Like... As if if I was going anywhere Bungle, near... we 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 you the woman in drag. What the assassinated Kim Jong Un? This is your power play. No, it was not me. <laughs> I am not a North Korean spy killing dissidents who are outside of the country. <laughs> Why no? Sorry, I mean allegedly. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, the world. It's weird. She was reading news stories about that. Uh, one of the women is claiming she thought she was on a TV prank show. This stuff's crazy. No, that's yeah, the whole thing. They yeah, think yeah. she was like she's saying no. She'd been paid earlier in the day to spray all the guys and it was supposed to just be like water. It was like a prank thing and someone just switched the water for deadly fucking poison. But the other thing that's come out is that one of the women that was doing this was actually a dude in drag. Wow. <laughs> so and no one noticed. <laughs> or didn't care. Maybe Hopefully just didn't care. It's part of the prank sort of idea, right? Let's make it ridiculous and then you get people to sort of obviously do it. See, see the impractical jokers are opening a whole new wave of opportunity for assassination <laughs> attempts. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've just put, if we just put like some fake cameras up, we shouldn't just be like, no, it was a prank show when and horribly prank wrong. is actual death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting uranium in this man's sandwich. <laughs> You got uh, pranked because no. you thought it was a prank, sucker. <laughs> so um, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna. I'm gonna move us on to a little bit of vape, ragey, newsy stuff. Uh, stuff, stuff, stuff. Um, so I've got three main articles that I touched on originally in the uh, article. So they're a little bit outdated now, um, but. I've not really had a chance to start the research for the next episode, so I'm just going to kind of rehash over the article, the articles that I originally intended to do in this episode. Sure. Um, so the there's a positive one in there as well. Uh, one of them has been covered uh, a little bit more extensively and uh, probably better than I'll do justice to by uh, Grim Green. But I just like Naomi message like sent me the link on Facebook and I was just fuming when I read it. Um, and I might actually start with that one because it's it's also like funny as fuck. Before you um, do, just because I know this is our second time recording, you haven't actually introduced me and Ian. No, that is actually a really no, good point. Yeah, true. so um, that is. <laughs> That is because of the re-recording. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, we are joined actually this week by Ian. 
Hello. And uh, my lovely significant other, Naomi. Hello. Um, so much nice oh, way of introducing so that you did nice on the original. I know. Right? I, I wasn't even significant last time. <laughs> yeah. All right. My, my significant, significant by... multi-award winning <laughs> partner. <laughs> I wanted to say lover, but it sounded too fucking seedy. Your multi-award winning lover. Best lesbian in 2015. <laughs> that, I don't know what that says about fact. our sex life. That's actual <laughs> fact. Just, people can interpret it however they like. We know the truth. But yeah, Naomi, what was the last award you won? Was um, it a reader's choice? Reader's choice for best suspense. And you got runner-up in... Best MC romance. And best lesbian. MC, you'll have to explain to the uh, mo- what MC-, mo- uh, MC is motorcycle romance. Motorcycle. So kind of Sons of Anarchy, but with romance. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was also runner-up for best lesbian again. Cool. Was that your alter ego? So your second best lesbian this year? Second best lesbian this year, yeah. <laughs> so motorcycle is, is this whole genre then? Yeah, it's huge. Wow. Oh man, no, the anyway. best the best genre. Sorry, I'll come back to Vain News in a second, but the best fucking genre of romance fiction is one called Dubcon. What? Which means dubious consent. What? Uh. <laughs> However, you are overlooking Chuck Tingle. Oh yeah, okay, what? but, is but is the Chuck, best Ting- Chuck Tingle, um, his eponymous book that uh, uh, is the first one that I was made aware of is um, Raptor Butt Sex Invasion from Mars or something to that except <laughs> that it's either that or it's just Raptor Butt Sex Invasion. We've already done Dino Erotica. I know we've done Dino Erotica. He's one of the Dino Erotica pioneers. He is. He's he's an amazing human being. He's my hero. (laughs) He did a TV appearance, so he's 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 like really you don't know who he is. Obviously, Chuck Tingle is an is an alter ego. Yeah, Uh, but he did a TV appearance recently, and he came out like was he wrapped in tissue and had a bag on his head. What are the karate outfits called? Oh, that was it. Like a a um, a bag on his head. A gi. Um, which had written upon it, please respect my privacy as a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and and the book in question that you're referring to is Space Raptor Butt Invasion. There we go. Which so- can also be bought as part of the Space Raptor Butt Trilogy. Wow. Awesome! It's, one of the a it's amazing, isn't it? An amazing world. What the I'll, 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 I will link to Chuck Tingles uh, in the uh, description <laughs> yeah. if for those I, that you want to find out more. I mean, it sounds like a, a dodgy thing to ask, but I assume they're playing it purely for comedy. Right, I'm assuming that's the case. It's a very complicated story. We should maybe get into it <laughs> another time after the vape news. I don't know. Chuck yeah. Singler is a man of mystery. Wow. There's lots of very interesting interviews with him, though. So okay. Okay. So I was just trying to find. The, I was just bringing up this story uh, that I wanted to talk about. Is this one about uh, teens dripping? Maybe a new dangerous tra- uh, dripping. Sorry, maybe a new dangerous. Uh, trend for teens who vape article, but I literally just put into Google teens dripping. Bad yes, idea. I just got yes. nothing but wall to wall porn. Someone doesn't have safe search turned on. <laughs> well, no, because I'm an adult. Yeah, but yeah, like literally, it was just. But yes, yeah, so, so don't search if you're trying to find this article. Don't search for teens. Yeah, I just hope you don't use that laptop at work. Uh, this is my work. Well, I've adopted my MacBook for work, but I've got multiple profiles in Chrome. Okay. I've got a Rambling Vapors profile, a work profile, another profile. Yeah. So oh, it's fine. It's fine. And it's my personal MacBook. I don't have a work bait, an actual work computer. Yeah, being so. at work and turning Safe Search off is asking for trouble. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I never have Safe Search on because I. I don't know. I just you don't want to be safe. No, no. Anyway. 
This article, yeah, so the article, like I say, entitled Dripping Air Quote, uh, maybe a new and dangerous trend for teens who vape. Uh, it's on USA Today, and I will link to, um, for, for any of the ra- any rage articles I talk about, I'm not going to want to give traffic to, so I'm always going to link to a Wayback Machine version of it. So you can read it if you want to, but you won't actually give traffic to, in this case, USA Today. You know, fake news. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Sad. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this, uh, this, this article goes on to, uh, it basically starts off by saying, one in four high school teens who have used e-cigarettes have also potentially tried a potentially dangerous new vaping method called dripping um so for those that don't know uh dripping as it's referred to here or um using a dripper or just vaping old school really um it's basically you get you've got several different types of atomizers the uh, which is the things that contain the coils heat the liquid to produce the vapor uh they're basically everything except the power source really um the well you've got at broadest terms, you've got two. You've got drippers and tanks. There are subcategories of tanks and different variations of drippers, but the two basically break down like so. You have drippers, which are um, tend to have a, a wide range. Well, not always, actually. They're just a, a base, which has got the deck which you would insert your coils into you generally get you generally make your own coils to insert into these um whether that's just standard wire or ex you know exotic bills whatever but you basically have some kind of post system which will allow you to clamp the uh, leads of your wire down uh will allow you to run the wick through your coils and you'll generally speaking have a little bit of what's called a juice well which is where the ends of your wick rest and where juice will pool the reason you have this juice well is because uh, once the coils are all in, they're all set up on your mod, the way you get juice onto your coils is you just take the bottle of liquid and drip the juice directly onto the coils. Um, The this is actually like they say it's a new thing. It's not. It's actually been around a lot, yeah, a lot longer than most of the modern version of vaping. Right. Most of them, yeah, completely. Uh, Like most of the modern things that you see now are tanks, and there's varying different types of tanks. We went through the whole ego tank phase, which is the old pen mods. Still there about. Still a lot of people use them. Uh, Although we're tending, I've seen this transition now into more capsule based systems which are really cool we'll discuss them i think maybe in uh, an upcoming episode we're actually going to because i'm picking i'm thinking about picking one up but anyway um so yeah the tanks tend to be uh like you'll either have ones where you can build your own coils like with the dripper or mm-hmm. uh where you'll get pre-made coil heads and the only difference between the two really is method of juice delivery all dripping is is putting good getting juice to your coils which has to happen anyway for vaping to occur right. so um yeah it's been so, around longer than time really i assume it's the difference between essentially putting juice onto the coils yeah. rather than having it, it kind wait, of absorbed yeah. into the coils. yeah generally speaking yeah. with a tank you'll if you, you'll either have your pre-made coil head which is like a, a little metal tube which inside the, the tube will have a wi- a round of cotton and in between in the middle of that cotton will be the coil which will be connected to to like sure posty bits um that will make the connection with your atomizer and the and the positive pin when you screw the coil head in um 
And then in that metal cylinder, there'll generally be some holes cut out where you see exposed cotton, and that allows juice to sure, wick sure. to the cotton and get to the coil underneath. It's basically a different fuel delivery system. That's right? all yeah. it is. That's literally right. it is. It's a different de- fuel delivery system. It's a uh, the. There were, the only thing, so they do mention in this article that uh, the reason they do it um, is for um, big clouds the, and big vapor. Right? Well, yeah, the, the, they say the main reasons uh, for doing it are increased flavor, high, you know, increased flavor, sure. um, thicker vapor, and uh, harder hit. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, but only one of those is even coming close to objectively true. Sure. So yes, dripping tends to produce a better flavour. Yeah. Um, I'm like, assuming when you're dripping, right, you're adding generally more substance onto the coils than would be through. Tanks yeah, because you get you're kind yeah, of, yeah you're dripping and you directly. can manage it. That's yourself, why, right? but this is why you have that juice well in there because as you drip to the coils, the excess will run off and pool in that that juice well. Right. Um, you never want to overdrip so that floods out. But generally speaking, yeah, that that excess will pool down the cotton and sit in that yeah. well. And then as you heat the coils, the heat draws that juice and back in. So you get a few the... toots before you need to re-drip, basically. Right. Sure. Sure. And I assume that's why you get the increased. Well, the increased sense of the increased flavor generally comes from the fact that because of the way they're constructed, so you generally have your base with your the way you would attach your coils to whatever you attach your coils to, and then a top cap, which will have the airflow in it, and then right. the mouthpiece on the top. And the airflow may be at the sides, it may come in from the bottom, lots of different mm. configurations of. But generally speaking, you've just got coils in a chamber and you put your mouth over the chamber and inhale. Sure. So you've got, you're closer to the coil, so the flavour is more direct. Whereas in a tank system, you generally will have your chamber that which contains your coils or your coil head um, so, sat somewhere near the bottom in the middle of a tank and surrounding it will be the tank full of juice. And basically that cotton is blocking the juice from rushing into the coil and flooding everything and the cotton is allowing it to seep through sure. gradually as the heat applies it pulls it in and just keeps it nice and saturated and a lot of newer tanks now have juice flow systems so you can turn the juice flow off when you're not using it so, but because you've generally from that that chamber you have a chimney rising up so the vapor's yeah. got further to travel so it just tends to lose a little bit of its flavour but it's it's debatable on how much good tanks yeah. really good tanks will taste as good as drippers sure. and I mean, sure. my mage I fucking love that yeah the flavour on it is amazing and I mean I just use a straight nichrome build in there and I get similar sort of flavour hits as when I'm using my um, limitless RDA yeah I mean a bit less cloud but um, but well, that's down to airflow. That's nothing yeah. to do with uh, that's nothing to do with dripping or not. That is literally down to airflow. That's yeah. why the perception of drippers being for the clouds is generally because drippers have a more open airflow or can have right. can be configured. They generally most of them have adjustable airflow, as yeah. do most tanks. And sure. you know, you get tanks that are designed with clouds in mind, the like TFVA. the TFVA and so on, which are designed to really amp that kind of shit up. But um, yeah, so. This article, uh, well, I say article, I mean just pig's joke, joke <laughs> shit. Um, 
basically goes on to say that one in four high school teens with oh yeah i said that but so dripping which differs from normal e-cigarettes uh use that slowly releases the liquid from a wick onto a hot atomizer may expose users to higher levels of nicotine and to harmful non-nicotine toxins wait for it such as for how formaldehyde and uh some word i can't say <laughs> Acetyl... But something that sounds scary. Acetaldehyde. Yes. And no, known carcinogens. Okay, let's just unpack that one fucking sentence <laughs> real quick. Yeah, are they just dropping tobacco onto these elements? Well, no, but what's the point? <laughs> Beyond all fucking reasonable doubt, conclusively scientifically proven, formaldehyde not in vaping at all, nowhere, no how. I mean, to even produce that kind of carcinogen, you would have to heat your coil elements beyond the capabilities of any known vaping device and beyond the capabilities most likely of that wire. You are going to be melting your wire to kind of get that level of carcinogenic inhale. Yep. Fact, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> and the other thing that it says in that sentence about more nicotine. Sure. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get the same amount of nicotine from a so, three milligram juice no matter what you put it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I vape three milligram. Bungle vapes. Fucking hell, I'm just throwing all my shit. <laughs> I'm so angry. Uh, yeah. Bungle. Bungle? Bungle. Bungle vapes. Bungle vapes. Bungle vapes. Bungle vapes, like three mil. Yeah. Um, I occasionally vape six. I can't do six because my head rush. Uh, only in my kfum. Yeah, if you do mouth to lung, then yeah, well, that's not really mouth to lung. It's just no. uber restricted lung. Yeah, because um, kfum five. Um, yeah, so you have a certain quantity of juice, a yes. certain quantity of nicotine within that juice. Yeah, and so therefore, it's impossible to smoke more than there is physically there, right? Yeah, yeah. well, it's not even that. It's like so. There's. <laughs> I drip three mil juice. It doesn't matter how hard, much I heat it. It's always going to be three milligram juice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's really miraculous. She turns to twenty four milligram. <laughs> oh. Magic of vaping. Yeah, yeah. it's I'd actually be so alchemy. That's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. It's it's they basically the study covered uh, one thousand eight hundred and seventy four high school students in Connecticut. I mean, who the fuck trusts anyone from Connecticut anyway? But or high school kids. <laughs> Go against Connecticut specifically. Actually, nothing. I have nothing <laughs> against really Connecticut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and fuck their football team too. <laughs> I just suspect they're bad people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds like one of those states, doesn't it? You 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 think this because this is where the McMahons are from? I know this. Yeah, this is that's it. It's a subconscious <laughs> thing, isn't it? Like in my head, I connect Connecticut with McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Vince ruins all. <laughs> Even vaping. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, what they say, they um, out of those uh, they asked, they found that 1,080 of the teens who had, uh, oh no, 1,080 of those who had tried vaping, 282 had also tried ripping. Um, good. It, good to keep your options open, really. Yeah, uh, basically, I'm not going to give much more credence to this article. Like yeah. I said, uh, Grim Green did a much thorough, more thorough di- uh, dissection of it. All I all I want to do is repeat his message more than anything to anyone that's kind of watching this or come across this and they, oh, dripping, they've heard about this thing. It's nothing to be concerned about. Yeah, the only time there would be an increased risk associated with a dripper 
over a tank system. Mechs and battery safety. Mechs and battery safety, exactly. Because if they're using it on a regulated device, a regulated device, it's yeah. literally no more dangerous than a tank system. And you know, if you're using a mechanical mod, you should know what you're doing, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not reiterate that enough. It's like if you're running a mech, learn Ohm's law, learn the limits of your battery. Um I don't know if you put a link previously in one of our podcasts. I will put, I will link to Barbature Remooch. I have done before. Yeah. Uh, but I think well I'm actually that's something uh, I'm gonna put up, I'm gonna edit the site a little bit. I'm gonna put up a, a couple of extra pages on that. I'm gonna redo the advocacy page because I wanna get some more current links up there. Mm. I've been really lax on keeping up with the site actually. I, but I've recently overhauled the look of it. So I'm yeah. also gonna put um just a like um good vaping links. So sure, I'm going to link to sure. things like Battery Mooch's post. Yeah. Uh, Steam other, Engine. Steam Engine. Just good vaping tools and sources for vaping knowledge. Things like the Vaping Underground forums are always yeah. good as well. Uh, but yeah, I just want to basically have a, a page on our site where if people want to go, like, you know, they're just links to the, like, you know, the shit that I use every day for vaping. Yeah. Stuff as well for, like, yeah. uh, there's a website I use called uh, dot mil, dot one mil, uh, which is like a website where you can go and make your own juice recipes oh, right, on, right, okay. and you can just store them all on the website it's fucking fantastic um so yeah i'm gonna start doing that yeah anyway moving on uh the, this <laughs> tangent <laughs> oh, so we try. Smooth. I, i'm gonna get better at these kind of cuts but i need to i need to no, think it's about, good it's good man just like that the end i need to think of like a, a transitionary <laughs> thing well, just think ahead and go, right, I need, how can I segue to this point? I need the audio equivalent of a Star Wars wipe. Star Wars wipe? <laughs> you know, the, the wi- wipe. Sorry? No, no, no. no like, just, the uh, wipes. Have you, you know, you watch the original Star Wars, and when they cut from scene to scene, literally has that wipe effect across oh, okay, the entire yeah. screen. It, it's just all slightly blurred at the edge, and it, yeah. it's just very strong. Yeah, you can do that with audio. You, you need a linking sentence like you would have in an essay that makes yeah. it look like your previous paragraph leads into the next paragraph, but sure. really it doesn't. You've just used See, the this word. is the writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's a good conclude. linking sentence? <laughs> Thus, I can conclude. <laughs> or later that day. <laughs> Later that day, this other article came to my attention. See, it works. <laughs> you got to use all the sort of things like, and suddenly this happened. If we, if our if our podcast starts becoming really well elocuted, ele- elocuted is that a word? No, it's no. not going to be that. Whatever it is, <laughs> if it becomes more eloquent, eloquent. Yes. If it yes. becomes eloquent. Uh, well more well structured, you know, I've turned to Naomi to start scripting it. Was like <laughs> we're never going to script this show. No. But then you would suddenly randomly have like zombie attacks in the middle of it or <laughs> I'm liking the way this you, you podcast is going a relationship sound- that you hadn't known before to a wizard <laughs> it's when we get lesbian sex scenes going on in the middle I'm going to be enjoying the podcast a bit more yeah. <laughs> I don't know man she's done haven't you done gay fiction as well uh no oh you've not no huh. I've done I thought you did like um and I've done lesbian and you've done, done oh yeah you did do dubcon done dubcon and I've done heterosexual sex but i haven't done any gay sex you should do some gay sex <laughs> i will do some gay sex <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so anyway later that day later that day <laughs> um, uh, the other article uh, that i wanted to touch on uh, well one of the other two that i wanted to touch on um again <clears throat> a little bit of a ragey rage um it, and it's it, okay so the, these these articles are literally coming up Every time I go to look up what's like some vape news articles to talk about, without fail, I can find one of these. And it's yet another article um, 
teens who vape maybe on a one-way bridge, air quotes, to cigarette smoking. Now, we've, I mean, we've hashed over this topic a lot, yeah, but it bears, have, yeah, it yeah, bears yeah. fucking repeating every time I see this. There has been no true peer-reviewed scientific study which conclusively says if you vape, you will smoke. Yeah. No, it's, it, it boggles the mind. For starters, to take up smoking is cheaper than vaping. Uh-huh. Um, like the like once once you get going with vaping, it's not too bad. Just remember to buy juice and wine. Unless you're me, but the startup costs. Yeah, unless you're uh, Kyle, who's just literally, I'm going to spend a shit ton of more on this one. But, and da da da. But yeah, I mean, what enough, kids have right is like yeah. just sort of short term, small amount disposable income, right? Because they get pocket money or a paper round or whatever, right? They don't get like that big boom of money, right? Like so, you, you, the initial startup costs of getting into I vaping are just prohibitive. <laughs> Yeah, it's it boggles the mind. And also, you're a kid. Are you going to go, hmm, I really like this nice, sweet-flavoured vape. I'm going to go back. I'm going to try one of these horrible, smelly cigarettes. Yeah. I mean, I still have the occasional cigarette here and there. I It's mainly because I drive a fair bit. Bit and it's not always practical to have a vape going in the car. You need a mouth to lung. I do job. need. I need to get a mouth to lung for the car. Oh, but I've, look, look at the ju- look at the jewel. I will. Oh, one of the little capsule things. Honestly, yeah, I, I need to get something like that for the car. Yeah, at the moment. Well, I say I'm just having like a cigarette while I'm driving in the car because I've almost been pulled by the cops a couple of times for the amount of cloud coming out the side of my car <laughs> when I have been vaping. That's <laughs> just like I'm a guy. With dreadlocks. But more to the point, you are a stoner. We both are. I am genuinely a stoner. We're genuinely stoners in a country where it's not legal to be stoners. And I'm not going to be smoking a joint while I'm driving my car, but I possibly have weed in my car with me, and there's a massive cloud coming outside my car. Mm. Our copper's probably going to pull me over, look at me, and go... Yeah, we want to search your car, please. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's like, me fucked. I just clear this one thing up. Yeah, both me and Bungle are, you know, we are stoners. Oh. And we, it is illegal in this country, but it is the most fucking retarded law. Um, yeah. And, like, we, we are pro-weed. Weed, you know, used responsibly has so many good effects, so many positive things about it. I'm not going to go into too much of a tangent. Um... But yeah, I just wanted to like lay that thing out on the line. We are stoners, and like I know we should. I, at first, I was kind of really paranoid about actually being open about it. It's so like, oh, but the government might hear it. It's like actually, no. The government fair, have the government every single te- already know. The government <laughs> have every single text message, every single phone call, every single email, every single Facebook post that I have ever fucking sent. Yeah. They know I'm a stoner. It ain't oh, no really? fucking secret. It's <laughs> a brilliant picture of me on um, Facebook from years ago. Standing, wearing a t-shirt in the snow with a bong packed with snow, exhaling. <laughs> nice. That's like, yep, that's on my Facebook. That's why I don't add anyone I work with. <laughs> when they leave the job or I leave a job, I'll add them on Facebook, but not before. Yeah. yeah. I've, got, I've got a fucking uh, Facebook album there on there called Mushy Night. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm complete with you, Bungle. I, I basically, I mean... I brought this up in the last time I was on as well. It, it, it's a case of just I see it as being economically unviable for a kid to get into, and yeah. on those grounds, I just see it as it, it's just not what they're going to pick, right? Like it, in in that sense, I mean, like a child's going to go for smoking if they're going to do something like that. So I mean, that's for me. It always really comes down to that sort of whole economic pressure. Um, 
So I just can't see it happening. It sounds yeah. like nonsense, really. The, I mean, the, the, re the research, uh, I mean, this article comes um, off the back of some research done by Richard Mike. Uh, Mike, 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 Mike. Prick. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, Richard Mike, MPH, PhD, Institute of Social Research, University of Mich Michigan. Michigan? Um, <clears throat> so he wrote, To the best of our knowledge, the risk for future cigarette smoking is currently one of the strongest. Scientific-based rationales for restricting youth access to e-cigarettes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just stopped to read that sentence because it made no fucking sense. And I'm not reading it wrong. That's the worst part. Oh, they can't even grammar check oh, their own They're fucking trying to prevent user. youth access to something that you have to be, well, in this country, over 18. And over 21. Uh, yeah. well, they've changed it to over 21 in most of America as well. Yeah. Uh, so the only place you would do which it is, is... Which is fucking retarded. Like, I don't believe it. I, I'm really actually against the over 21 rule in the states that have done it in America. Yeah. Purely because, for no other reason, okay, you're a kid. You started smoking at 16, 18, whatever. Or you, you started smoking at 18 when it was legal to smoke. Yeah. And then they've suddenly restricted... You, you're trying to quit. They've suddenly said, oh, no, you can't quit. We're actually going to make... Because I don't care what they say, the restriction... The thing is, most, most vape shops will abide by those restrictions religiously because they don't want to break the law yeah. and bring anything down. And they will get, they whereas, get tested all the fucking yeah. time. Whereas, whereas, you know, Bob, Joe, Jimmy Bob, that sort of fucking got his convenience store down the way, he's quite happily going to sell the guy a six-pack of beer and a packet of fags and not even think twice. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's fucking... It's... Uh. But um, the study... The, they go on to say in this article that the study uh, was released a few weeks after a different study uh, that appeared in Pediatrics, uh, suggesting that e-cigarettes are not linked to the declining smoking rates among adolescents. The study also raised concerns about youth being more likely to smoke traditional cigarettes after starting with an e-cigarette. So, no, the, the studies that have actually been done, like the ones that are, okay, have been done by credible sources and respected people in the field and not stark raving lunatics, um, had generally show quite the contrary to that that you there is you can obviously correlation is not causation yeah. but you can see direct correlations between the rise in e-cigarette smoking and the fall in tobacco smoke traditional tobacco smoking amongst young people yeah like significant numbers sure. so it it this this entire article um is just a complete conglomerate of falsehoods really and it serves no real reason it i mean it, it, all it does is go over a little bit about the fact that it was a survey they did of only 347 participants in total which really is not it's not a huge sample man. for a survey type yeah. of thing it's not a big enough sample if it was like a medical research study like actual they were doing medical tests and sure. blood, that's that's different you can use a narrow field but the thing is you need a much larger subset of people to do something like that when it's effectively an opinion almost because you can't verify or trust facts coming out of people's mouths whereas if you're taking actual medical data then at least you have like a solid kind of yeah and the ground thing base is of evidence that like, like really i mean a lot of these things 
medical research has to be done over many years as mm. well. I yeah. mean, it's still a very new thing. And in that sense, we're all still in, in, in to some capacity waiting to see, you know, what are the long-term 60-year effects that, of this? That's, that actually brings me on really nicely to the next article, which is actually a really good article. Um, Segwayed. I unsegwayed myself. Carry on, Carl, um, please. <laughs> so yeah, this one's from the Independent, and I held. I will actually link to the Independent because they're actually, for the most part, a respectable news source. Yeah, they're not terrible. They're not the worst. They're not the no. best. But no, you know, you should never take any one news source at complete face value. No. Research mm-hmm. everything you read. Yeah. That's why we have Trump. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, this this article um, entitled "Vaping Backed as Healthier Nicotine Alternative to Cigarettes After Latest Study." So the subheading is uh, "Smokers Switching to Artificial Alternatives Have Far Fewer Toxins and Cancer Causing Substances in Their Bodies After Six Month Month Moths Moths Six Months." Six months later, and uh, Johnny was feeling great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, vaping has... Oh, fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> I just completely... I, went, I, I was trying to be like, writer. I shut up. Jeez, I got no idea what just happened. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Please, um, carry on. <laughs> vaping has been given an empathetic thumbs up by health experts after a long-term study of its side effects in ex-smokers. So, this is... Let me say long-term. It's not... We're not, it's, we're not at that 60 point yet. 60 no, of year, course. But we can't be. It's going to take time. You have time. to build data points. But, That's um, how it works. This is a, a six-month study that was done uh, of people who switched from real e, uh, from real to e-cigarettes, um, and it showed that they had far fewer toxins, far fewer cancer-causing substances in their bodies than continual smokers. Um this is uh, research being done out of Cancer Research UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, like for all our problems. The one thing that we seem to be doing is some really good scientific research in vaping. It all seems to be coming from us. I mean, well, yeah, it was our Royal Society of uh, Physicians. <laughs> the that, majority yeah. of our research for cancer stuff is being funded by um, charity donation, not whereas, big pharma. Yeah, whereas in America, yeah. it's majority funded by yeah, pharmaceutical uh, firms or tobacco, tobacco firms or whoever actually wants yeah. the research done will be paying for it. Not just people thinking what is actually safer for people. Cancer uh, funding via. Uh, donation is like really, really high in this country, proportionately yeah. really high. It's, uh... So, you think every city in this country probably does like the what the Cancer Research UK 5K runs mm. and stuff? Yeah, or... yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's been like uh, some huge drives on that kind of stuff, and I think it's really seeped I, into the sort of public consciousness. You know, really, my only gripe about any kind of cancer charity What's is I, I, I have a real problem with breast cancer charities. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hear me out. Because, okay, no, 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 my reason, no, hear me out. The survival rate of, and I'm not saying breast cancer is not important, should not be something that is, you know, we want yeah. to eliminate completely. Don't get me wrong. But there is so much emphasis on breast cancer charity and breast sure. cancer awareness when it has one of the highest survival rates of all cancers. Where the fuck is the ball cancer yeah, well, research we've, we've fund? We've talked about this. Breasts are sexy and marketable. I know. But where's the fucking colon Balls cancer on. race for your life? Your colon is not sexy. No, I mean, I, I don't want to save your colon. The, the, the breasts are pink and 
fucking marketable. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. but I mean, like in a sense, it's a little bit false because you think I, of like, I mean, ultimately, if a charity can afford to get on the telly, you're going to see an advert, and it wouldn't make a difference if two charities could afford getting on telly. You would see two adverts. That's just how it works, right? So it's like if if there was a bulk charity that could raise the cash and get on the team. No, I, I would right love that. I'd love that. What well, I'm saying is we need to see more awareness raised for other cancers. Like, it no, shouldn't be all about the tits. They're all balls here too. <laughs> well, we're starting to see because one of the biggest killers, of, well, cancer killers in men is prostate cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you are starting, I've, I've noticed it. I want an advert. L- I want an advert with a man on the TV with a finger up his ass going, check it. There have actually yeah, been there's... more adverts about prostate cancer. Yeah. One of which was actually, is it, um, Oh, God, what's the name of the old gay, like variety show and game show host? Is it Des O'Connor who died of yeah, prostate cancer? Yeah. yeah. They did an advert with him after he died. Yes, I with remember. With his permission to do it as well. Before he died, he said, oh, I would give permission to it, where he's looking at his own grave going, that's me there. Does he have and a finger talk- up his ass? Doesn't have a finger up his ass. <laughs> not right, not but- Kyle. <laughs> but no, but it's, it's saying like, I died of prostate cancer. If I wasn't such like, I'm a man, I'm not having a doctor sticking fingers up yep. my ass. Yeah, to get checked because that's fucking gay. I might still be alive. I might not have been killed by this aggressive ch- tumor on the base of my dick that's accessible via my bum. And it's really not that bad. I mean, when I had like my my cancer scare and stuff, and and it, you, you know you go and get yourself ch- checked and stuff. I mean, it's it's really like I, mean, just, I would I was about to say it's really just in and out, but it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, but it really it really is like super easy, right? Like, and it it's nothing. At all? Oh like, right, no, no. It's no I, different. I mean, like, it, uh, for example, this sort of the same week, I had like a a, a cyst on the top of my head, right? Like a, a, a sebaceous cyst. And I was like, go to the doctors and get it to check. I found that more gross, like having someone look at something like that on my head, <laughs> than I found having someone stick a, a cold bit of jelly at my bum, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's really but, not that bad. Like, really, uh, it, it really is yeah. not that bad. Like. Uh, so as somebody out there, both always hands on your shoulders, checked. then you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like it's 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 honestly it's nothing. Yeah, like, it's it's yeah. when he does it and goes, look, hands free. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, siding back to yeah. the actual positive, uh, <laughs> positive. No, well. more about bum cancer. Yes. <laughs> um, so the, the 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 article goes on to detail some of the uh, some of the stuff that. Uh, the, about the study um, and its results. So we, they said they've shown that the levels of toxic chemicals in the body from e-cigarettes are considerably lower than suggested in previous studies using simulated experiments. Because this has actually been done from uh, real world. Like they've got, I think it was 181 participants. Like I was saying before, a small, pe- a small number of people like this is okay when you're doing a medical study because you're actually dealing with tangible data and facts. Well, I mean, I, it's still not a big sample no. set. I mean, it's, it's not yeah. a cohort that's large enough to say, you know, we've we've covered every possibility here. We've got a control group. We've got yeah. our vapors. We've got our smokers. And I think the but issue, I think it's kind you, of science it's still, it's visibility, still, isn't it? It's, it's still, not the kind of thing that's going to be getting yeah. you know funding from the medical bodies and the well, this is the thing. It, it, well, it's funded for purely by cancer research. Yeah. So it's you know they've got to do what they can. But the, yeah, what but I'm saying is, is um, a medical study of 181 participants like this is got a lot more weight and validity behind it than. Uh, a survey study of 347 people because it's your actual dealing with concrete irrefutable data points yes the may the data points may be open to interpretation but those data points themselves are fact they're not lies whereas the 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 words coming out of people's mouths and sure. entered into a survey are just 
you're taking that well, yeah, it's objective, isn't it? Yeah, and and I think the other thing as well, like ultimately science and the way you look at uh, things as they progress is you build a model, mm. and then the model is essentially what you're expecting to occur if these suppositions are true. Yeah, and then you test that those suppositions against what actually then occurs in reality, and therefore when you see a differential of a certain degree between what was expected and what you got then you know that you maybe need to change your way of looking at things. And, th- and this is the same kind of arguments that have been used by people denying, you know, global warming. They'll say, oh, well, you made this model and you said we'd all be underwater by now. And it's like, well, yeah, we're making models of what we suspect will occur. You know, it's not like mm. the- science doesn't have this ego to say it's right. It is literally just a stab in the dark to see if something that we think, yeah. based on the best possible knowledge we have at any given time, is reality, and we're always checking it. Yeah, and that's the that's the that's thing. It should science. be checked, and, and yeah. any single thing like we could find out that gravity is bollocks tomorrow. Oh god, that would be horrible. <laughs> that would be absolutely <laughs> horrible. But imagine if like some some fundamental principle was suddenly realised that actually there's this whole other aspect. Like if something like that happens, it's not like science is some sacred cow. Mm. No, it, that's would, it. it would adopt it. We only have to look at the kind of evolution in in things like string theory. From oh yeah, de- string theory must be a thing, and because string theory is a thing. We can say all these things about the universe, and mm-hmm. then a bit later they're like, oh, string theory probably isn't a thing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should, well, yeah, you used to work at, uh, so yeah, Naomi used to work at the Isaac Newton Institute for Mathematical Sciences. Yes, I did. Bad times. It, it, she, I, I mean, I hated it. I know, sounds but they, cool, they, they no, but it, it sounds I did awesome. Learn a bit about and theory. they did have chalkboards everywhere like in the bathrooms behind the urinals because if someone got an epiphany they had to be able to write it down even the mugs had chalkboards on them yeah i love that they were great they were really cool that's (laughs) the one good thing about working there (laughs) um but anyway uh it's it's um the study um it so it was the 181 participants and actually um I, i stand corrected it was 181 participants that had used e-cigarettes or some other kind of NRT, uh, nicotine right. replacement therapy, there was actually a separate group of continued smokers. Yeah. Sure, so they were like the control base group, I guess, yeah, that, that, that were used to see what, uh, as a baseline, okay, this is what, if you were smoking, kind of, this yeah. is what we find in you. Um, so they, they say that the results, uh, and this is the key thing with all these things, they never say our results conclusively prove. They always say our results suggest yeah. That while e-cigarettes are not only safer, the amount of nicotine they provide is not is not noticeably different to conventional cigarettes. So you're not getting like an increased yeah, nicotine. It's not an opinion piece, right? Yeah, it's, it, no, it's 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 just a, these are some of the key points of this study. Um, like I said, I will link to uh, I'll link to the news article in the description below. I'll, and I, like I said, I'll link to the actual one on this. I'm just trying to see if they link to the actual study itself. If not, I will see if I can find um, the original scientific paper. Uh, and link to that for any of you really, really nerdy guys that want to read that. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's that concludes the vaping news segment. Yeah, <laughs> you sound so enthused by it. We did it, Mum. Yeah, we got through the news, and this time we recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we recorded it last time. We just didn't fucking save it. Yeah, <laughs> or we if were I did. Get so what happens? We recorded. We're, we had a couple of non-stars on this one, we actually. Yeah. So we recorded the first one, then Ian. Um, 
who accidentally lent on the space bar on the computer, yes. which stopped the recording. Yes, that, uh, but yeah. luckily I caught that, so we restarted. And then but what I did, what I think I did, because it was pretty baked by the end of the last show, was when I clicked save in Audacity to save the audio file, um, it, or export that particular stream of the audio file, I saved the first broken part over the second complete part. Yeah. Because I'm a dick. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's happened. It's been good but coming I back, though. It's been good yeah. coming back. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think... I think like, you might even be getting better content this time around, to be yeah. fair. Well, I, I'm I'm really happy. I was re- I'm really happy with the middle section anyway from going through the edit. So you'll you'll yeah. you'll enjoy this stuff. You'll the enjoy it the yeah. upcoming part. Oh, yeah, no, I think it, hit, it really hits stride the second part. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I think we're gonna move into a brief uh, overview of what me and my my cohort Bungle have been uh, been vaping over the last month or so. Well, I. Well, you covered your you covered your new juice. Yeah, we covered new juice. Did didn't we do the did we do this in the second part or no no we did no, this in the first part. Okay, yeah. So um. Did we? Yeah, we did. Ooh. I don't remember. You've Thanks listened to it since. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember now. But we can I'm do gonna... it. We can do it. Uh, no, no, it's, no uh, it's good, all right. It's all right. It, right? We'll just, I'm just going to take a... I'll just pause break here, check it, and then we can, we can yeah. zoom straight back in. Click. <laughs> Waffle. Right, so we're back. And uh, yeah, no, we did that bit in the next bit, so you can listen to that after the break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. Um, I'm, Spoiler. I, I do mention this. I do mention this later on in the podcast, but I want to mention it again um, just to get it out there uh, a lot. Um, so we're, we're actually, as you will have noticed last week, um, last I time. included of last time. Yeah, <laughs> last month actually. Fuck. Uh, but last time I included um, in the break segment some music. Uh, that music was actually stuff that I've made. Um, so I own all the rights to it, apart from the samples for Full Metal Jacket, but. Shh. <laughs> it probably falls under fair use. Yeah, it's yeah. probably fine. Um, probably it's only brief fine. sample. It's not like the entire fucking film. Um, <laughs> you made a drum and bass track featuring the entire fucking film. It's not. It's not a drum and bass. It's hard. I'd love to see oh, like a drum and bass interpretation <laughs> soundtrack as, like, as it's going along. Like so, no vo- no no actual audio apart from the drum and bass going through the whole movie. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. It's like interpretive drum and bass. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a new genre. Oh. I want. I want to see a movie done with your drum and bass. <laughs> do me an audio track. I did do, like. I did make a, a, a drum. And, I, I might put it in one time. I've got a drum and bass track uh, called <laughs> um, that I made called. God, what's it called? D and B movie. Yeah, D and B movie. It's uh, basically a drum and bass track that features lots of B movie samples. Brilliant. Because me and James were sat around uh, dotting around with music, and I downloaded the sample pack that just had fuck tons of B movie stuff in it, and it had this one sample in there which we found hilarious, which is a woman saying in kind of a almost shrill voice, "He feeds those people. He feeds dead pigs. No, he feeds <laughs> dead, dead people, people to, to those pigs, pigs and, <laughs> and then, then he eats." the pigs <laughs> which is literally the funniest thing i found I, like cool. so i made an entire track centered around That's that great. there's also um, like loads of uh, samples like i am gore and i have come to your world and stuff like that <laughs> like proper sci-fi b movie stuff and there's a really dark sample in there which i love but it's twisted as fuck it's uh, just like this really prim proper woman saying i couldn't care less if you raped her or not but you damaged her face <laughs> 
Wow. Which is just dark as fuck, yeah. right? Yeah, it's really dark. Well, that's yeah. changed the tone in this room. Yeah. <laughs> it's We're really dark, but I just find it like, it's, like oh, oh, it's such a good sample. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really makes you think about horrible stuff. Yeah. Like, like America. <laughs> Which will lead us nicely into the politics section. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, what I wanted to say was, yeah, because we're we're putting, uh, I'm gonna put music in there. So if any if any guys out there that want to uh, that you know make music or in a band or whatever, and you want to maybe have your tracks featured on the Rambling Vapors podcast in the ad segments, uh, drop us a line at ramblingvapors at gmail dot com. Um, like links to your tracks or you know, email me the tracks, what it that you want to appear yeah. or whatever. Uh, and if we like them, we'll use them. If we don't, I'll email you back and tell them you shit. I won't be me. Uh, 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 no, if, if, if it's like the only thing that I doubt we would use in there, like music genre wise, Gabba. would be speed garage. <laughs> no, we'd use Gabba. I'd use Gabba. You'd use Gabba. I'd use Gabba. Yeah. I'd make Gabba. So, you know, yeah. no, probably speed garage. <laughs> I wouldn't put Speed Garage in there. Or Grindcore or Noise. No, noise I'd put core. Grindcore in there. Definitely put a little bit. Like, because Grindcore is like three minutes long. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, just anal cunt songs like fucking 24 seconds. Yeah, so, but they're just horrible sounding. Yeah. yeah, I know, but Grindcore breaks would be great. <laughs> but it would be horrible. People would be like, I'm not fucking listening to that. Yeah. Yeah. And turn off. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. I, I, well, anyway, yeah. yeah it, it, I, I'm a stuff you like. Yeah, I, I, yeah, is, I, you know. I'm fairly open. We're, we're fairly genre non-specific in terms yeah. of our music taste. So, uh, yeah, whatever you like, send it in. We'll uh, give it a listen and maybe use it. And obviously, we'll provide linkage and show descriptions and we'll we'll mention you and, you know, basically mention that we've used your music, whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Make sure it's something you're in the I just, to, I just wanted to do something yeah. different and try and, you know, you, mainly it came about because the music you're going to be hearing during the break in this episode is a uh, band of uh, friend, a band friend of a friend's. A friend of a band. A band of friends. <laughs> Which is the right word? A band a of friends. A friend's band. A friend's band. band. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, our friend's band, Buzzard King, uh, which uh, we'll uh, talk a, bit, a little bit more about in uh, after the break, yeah, uh, yeah, after you've listened to them. Do. But they're really, really <laughs> cool, really cool uh, Cambridge, local Cambridge band, Southern East Stoner Rock. Great fun. Um, so yeah, do. Uh, and also, any kind of just want to drop us a line, get in touch, whatever. Uh, ramblingbabies at gmail.com. Yeah, or leave us reviews on iTunes or whatever your um. Yeah, I do check all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's been really nice to see some of the responses. Yeah, we've actually yeah. been getting some nice reviews on that. It's been cool. It's been yeah. cool. And, Thanks, and you're guys. allowed to ask for reviews. That's what I love about podcasting. Like, as a writer, asking for reviews is considered really trashy. Like, oh, you, how dare you ask for reviews? Isn't it enough that we read your books? But if you're a podcaster, it's kind of like, yeah, leave me a review on iTunes, blah, blah, blah. And people are like, brilliant, I will. <laughs> I don't think soliciting reviews, as long as I, you know, I'm not telling anyone to go out there and say, "Oh, this is amazing!" I like if you think there are sh- there are shit things about this podcast, yeah, I'd love to know because it means we can improve. Yeah. You know, and, and I, 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 I don't, I, I find it so fucking weird it's about writing. A, it's, I think it's just a weird quirk of the community that yeah. a writer saying, "Please yeah. give me a review," is considered just really poor form. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's <is> weird. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna take a drink. But I mean, like, ultimately, you know, pursuing critique, like, honest critique, there's nothing wrong with that, right? And that's something that people no, no. source mm. for a very long well, time. It's no think- different from, you know, you in a writing group. So, uh, well, I mean, it's like I'm reading through one of Nice Things Now, and it's it's no different from that, really. Like, you essentially want to know what my opinion of it is, right? And it's like... Only if it's good, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know, you, you want to know what I think, and then yeah. well, uh, that's, that's you know, what you any, want, right? any creative medium uh, yeah. requires some constructive feedback, yeah, even if it's negative. You need to know because if no one ever tells you what you're doing is shit, you can never get better. Sure. If everyone just tells you it's amazing when actually it's shit, you end up like Laurel K. Hamilton. And if you look at some of the reviews for Truth. this uh, <laughs> that are already there, right? There are some of the earlier reviews. So, like, you know, the, the sound quality wasn't uh, yeah, as yeah. amazing. And yeah, hence yeah. the mics have improved. And I reckon, you know, it, it sounds a hell of a lot better, right? Especially the last few episodes, I think you can also, hear an increase in quality. Also, my post skills have improved as well with that. Yeah, just sure. And that's all just a learning process. Oh, yeah, There's yeah, a natural completely. evolution to this. Like, it will get better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, and, you know, when we go into doing the D&D stuff, it's going to be a whole new learning learning curve as yeah, well a whole new challenge so yeah, yeah you're going to be hearing a lot more of the four of us i mean we'll talk we touch on it a bit more in depth uh, towards the end of the podcast in the second half in the final half but uh just to let you guys know there is going to be something new coming out from us um soon the next podcast after this is going to be something wholly different yeah. we're still going to keep doing the rambling normal rambling yeah. and stuff at the same time but yeah we've got we've got some treats coming in store for you uh, yeah, we'll touch on it more at the uh, towards the end of the show. Yeah, or yeah. we do touch on it more. Do. I don't like I'm we saying like we're going to. I know it. what we're going so to do. We've done it already. Like, can you expect to like Marty and Doctor turn up? Like, Marty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to get you this podcast this to eighty-eight party. miles an hour. It's even though I'm just going to start hearing the TARDIS in the background. That lovely. <laughs> 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 Doctor Hugh, Hugh, Doctor Hugh, <laughs> Kyle is on fire. <laughs> Doctor Hugh. The worst part is, I am nowhere near as baked as I usually would be in one of the, no. uh, by this point, and I'm problem. fucking up yeah. everything. That's, that's the problem. Is retarded. Yeah, I'm just fucking. <laughs> 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 no, sorry, sorry. Oh no, fucking hell. <laughs> um, but yeah, Doctor Who. His music is just some of my favorite fucking music of all time. Oh man, I. The Orbital remix is so Dude, I, I am such a massive fan of the old Radiophonic Workshop at the BBC. Mm-hmm. It's a classic Doctor Who as I, well, though. It's just the best. Well, you anything that came out of the Radiophonic Workshop is just... The original Hitchhikers, man. Hitchhikers yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, the audio play, is fucking phenomenal. If you've never heard it, I have the whole thing. It's so good. It's, oh, man. And, I mean, just the stuff they used to do. Because they used to do not just... Um, like the Doctor Who stuff, but if you watch the old um, Planet Earth documentary, yeah, that was all true. the sounds for that was all done by the Radiophonic Workshop, yeah, and that was all using analog synths and also doing just crazy ass shit. Like, there's like stories of like you'd see them, one of them in the actual workshop, which is basically a tiny broom cupboard filled with electronic machines, yeah, and the other one with the holding onto the tape reader and they're just running the tape down the fucking hallway. <laughs> I think just to get weird ass sound effects when they're stretching it and stuff it's just yeah. like it's absolutely insane the stuff they used to do and but I think there was like a naturally maybe a slightly more creative element to it anyway because things were a lot more on the sorry things were a lot more like as you say like getting implements around you to make sounds rather than sort of maybe drawing something like yeah. a sample off the internet or whatever well, a lot, of, like, a lot of it now, you can create any sound digitally. I mean, you can yeah. take any sound and turn it into something else with enough, enough digital manipulation. Which is not saying that that isn't creative. Oh, it's just no. I think that, like, the, the it's a different, it's a different type of, of resourcefulness yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, right, we need lightning. How can we get, like, get me some big fucking oh, like sheets that, of metal? Yeah. That performance we went to of the Dunwich Horror oh, years yeah. ago, where all the sound effects were done, but, you know, like, they would 
shake a bunch of flowers to make the sound of the wind going through the trees or, you know, that kind of thing. That was, that was fantastic. Have you guys been to the globe? Yeah. Like, because yeah. some of the stuff they do with the sounds in that is great. Like, I saw the Tempest there and uh, King Lear as well. And they, they both have, like, wicked kind of just naturally generated sort of sound effects and stuff. You know, no, there's no mics or anything like mm. that. It's all just stuff done in the traditional way out the back. And it's pretty crazy to hear some of the stuff they can come up with. Oh, yeah. It was like, well, even at the um, Shakespeare Festival stuff as well. It's all really, really cool. Mm. Um so what, what did we what did we go and see last year? We saw the Tempest. Tempest good. The Tempest is great. Yeah. And um, what did we see the year before? Midsummer Night's Dream. That was the, that was great. Yeah. Although Tempest did make me chuckle quite a lot. The uh, oh god, yeah. The there's the, a lot of ways to pick The, the, the last that played, um, what's his face, and was eating people's stuff in the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was he, who was it? Character, what was the character's name? I can't remember. Is it, is it Caladan? Just Are you thinking of the, like, the no, you're thinking kind of Caliban. character? Caliban. Caliban. Um, that's not who you're thinking of. No, no, it's not. Who you meant. It's the, the, like, the kind of um, the buffoonery character that's the, you know, they get drunk. Um, right. Basically like fucking Jack Sparrow, effectively. <laughs> or at least she played him very Jack Sparrow-esque. All right. Just trying to find... I should know this. Oh, uh, If you find it, let me know. It's going to bug the crap out of me, yeah. boys. And, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, there is that, that, that whole um, method of sound production is fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think any natural constraints on any media can generate interesting results. Trinculo and Stefano. That's it. Stefano. Yeah. I should know that because he's the same name as a really good StarCraft 2 player. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Legit StarCraft 2. Uh, yeah, really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like, um, with the audio side of things, like the one of my favorite audio things is actually um, the Red Dwarf audio play. All right, so good. Okay. Chris Barry narrates, does all the voices of the crew. Chris Barry does fucking dod on impersonations of the cat. Dod on, dod, dod on. on. I wasn't going to bring it up. I thought we'd had so many. Oh, no, I was, was going to let him have it, but no. <laughs> Like a dog on a bone thong. Just get on him. Yeah. Get on him, son. Sick him. I can't use <laughs> words, damn it. No, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> like, I am I am possibly, I'm really articulate when I'm not recording a podcast. As soon as I put a microphone in front of my face, I go, no, 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 Any excuse. <laughs> you blame the microphone, Kyle. Yeah. yeah, I do. No, I don't. I blame you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Every time you're here, I, I turn to a retard. You're just you so just, distracting. That's it. You're just so distractingly handsome. You turn me to jelly. <laughs> this is where we just slowly sort of fade and can't keep my eyes up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like uh, heaven to touch. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, I think uh, we're going to. Well, we're going to leave you with some soothing sounds of Buzzard King while uh, I we go into the break and then we'll pick up where we left off, where we recorded off last month. Like a few days ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, if so, if it sounds like there's a bit of a weird shift in tone, you know because we've said it several times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's also we're going to go into the politics, so it gets a little bit, uh, a little bit more serious from here on out, but not much. So no. enjoy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And we'll see you soon. Well, see, he speak to you soon. See you Sweet. after the break. Straight for yeah, yeah. Technically speaking. Technically. We'll see you after the break. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I that's weird. Oh, I feel like I want to sign out permanently now, like you know, <laughs> yeah, close true. the podcast off. Yeah. Not, on, but we're think. gonna be back, so enjoy. See you soon. <laughs> 
back hope you enjoyed the music that was uh once again that was a uh, welcome to the family by buzzard king uh some more of them coming up in the next break it was fantastic I <clears> listen yeah. uh yeah. it for, i'll for uh, i'll link to their band camp and uh facebook pages and such below definitely yeah. check them out if you're uk based came uh, particularly around cambridge way they do gig around here occasionally Dude, so, i'm, I'm but, legit gonna have to check it out oh like, they're, so, um, they're so good they're yeah. so good i feel so bad like because i i, I <laughs> kind of tend to naturally dismiss a few things like that say your friend on facebook is like you know i'm in a band you know it's like i might kind of like just overlook it really which is kind of kind of a bit rude but then you listen like ben's stuff was just phenomenal oh, like yeah. uh, it, like, it, to, like, like fielder can shred like oh my god fielder on the on the guitar it's is, so is good fucking so good. amazing it's great like honestly really good it's just it's my exact type of jam and i feel kind of bad that i've not kind of <laughs> yeah. engaged through it more man so, like, so yeah, with, with ben i i i played the bass um, then I saw Ben playing bass, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna put the bass down." <laughs> Ben's got it's this. Great. He dropped the bass. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I literally dropped the bass. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. But yeah, I mean, I um, love that kind of uh, southern rock style. Yeah, it's great. Saying. Yeah, really so Boys King, they, they are very clutch esque, down esque, stoner, southern dri- southern style metal rock stuff with a little bit of a seventies edge to it as well, like that kind of. Uh, Leonard Skinner mm. type vibe to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check them out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we're back. We're gonna. Me and Bungle are just gonna hijack proceedings for a brief moment while we just disc- go over the things that we've been vaping since the last time we spoke to you, lovely people. Yep. Um, I'll let you start, Bong. Yeah. Well, um, no new equipment, just new juice. Uh, Grim Green's normal view. Yeah, I love that. I stuff. Fucking love that stuff. That so, is so cranberry orange sugar cookie. <laughs> It's fucking fucking lovely. delicious. It's really good. It's really um, good. Yeah, so picked up 60 mils of that. Um, zero milligram because that's all they had in stock. Yeah, Grim, if you're listening, dude. Oh, fucking, I know it's probably hard, but shit more over here. It's really hard to please, get juice. Please, please. <laughs> it's delicious. I want more, but I need my nicotine hit. Yeah. Um, then, like I said uh, in the first part, I kind of it's on the first part that we didn't record part of or what, but... Um, Let's pick up some stuff from the totally wicked store in Cambridge because I happen to be in the area. I didn't know it was actually in Cambridge. They had one. Yeah, there. you know where um, Cambridge E-Liquids used to be? That's now oh, I'm... what? The uh, the shitty one on the, uh, Rose Crescent? Yeah, Not been... near Rose Crescent, sorry. Um, what's the corner? Uh, Mitchum's Corner. corner. <laughs> ah, yeah, right. Okay, um, cool. It's been bought out by Totally Wicked and they've taken over. Obviously, they've got all TPD ready with their juices, so oh, man, everything I'm... is in 10 mil. Like I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of their juices per se, but I am a big fan of them as a company because they were one of the guys that led the um, the lawsuit uh, against the TPD. Um, right. You know, didn't yeah succeed or it might still be sure. ongoing. But yeah, it was. It, they they really fought. Yeah, for, they're really advocacy heavy. So they're a really cool company. Really cool company. Um, <clears throat> yeah. While I was waiting for the uh, normal view to arrive, because I wasn't. Sh- I've had fuck ups courtesy of um, 
UK courier firms. <laughs> oh god! Just uh. so like I, I need some juice. Uh, I was on little bits of this here and there, and then some of were like, I don't want to vape this all now because I fucking love it and want to <laughs> savor it for a bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I fuck it. I'll pick up some of their juices while I'm here. Um, got well, they've got quite a limited range on um IVG stuff for suboming. Yeah, they tend to be more fifty fifty. Yeah, because a lot of the well, the t- totally wicked stuff's all the um sort of more pen types, more sort of um ego one ohm. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's good one. stuff. Like the first first ever e-cigarette I smoked was a totally wicked one. That one was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It? I still like my after lung vaping. I mean, I've got my yeah. K one over there, which is just gorgeous. And there's another um, there's another mouth lung one that I want to pick up. But I don't know. Uh, like I want to get a dual, you know, the little pod systems. Yeah, yeah. Just for just for convenience, because yeah, they're great. Uh, a little high nick thing. Um, yeah. The, well, the three I went for were. Jack the Nipper, <laughs> uh, which is, well, flavours are cream, sherbet lemon, and ice menthol. When I first was reading it off the, the thing, mentioned nothing about the ice menthol. No, let's try um, That's. Oh, uh, wait, is it, have you not got it in there? Uh, no, it's not in anything at the moment. Oh, right, okay. But if you've um, got a dry drip. Then. No, I've not got a dry drip. Uh, Actually, I, I, I'd have to wick it and I can't be fun. Yeah, um, with those, you dry-ish. <laughs> um, but... Um, it's all right. And the ice menthol, it's more that it's mm. that Coulard stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not there for a minty hit. It's there for just a cooling like an ice lolly. Yeah. And it's not too too overpowering. Good. Probably could do with a bit of a steep. So I'm um, uh, saving that. Um, one called Cyclops, uh, Cyclops Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Their names are brilliant. They really uh, are. I'd love um, to be the person who names e-juices. And oh, some of them have job. some really fucking stupid names. Here's the annoying <laughs> thing. Trying to read the ingredients, it's this really small print. In white tech, white white font colour, on a beige background. <laughs> it's like mods get really stupid names. Like I've got the the fucking other stabilised wood mod. I've got the Asmodus Minikin Kadama edition. No. Uh, this one sounds is, fancy. Yeah, well, peanut butter, marshmallow, candy floss, and custard cream. Oh, actually quite nice. The peanut butter is the main flavour in good, there. Good, good, good. I love peanut so butter that, vapes. Really quite quite strong the peanut on that one. Quite nice. And the judge. Mm. <laughs> uh this one thank That you. sounds like a sex toy. Yeah, this one's <laughs> Does it? In black text. The anyway. judge. It's like a big fucking black silicon fist. But this is, is this that- is my <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'll show you later. That's, <laughs> that's um, what the Amazon package was. Yeah. <laughs> the the flavours in The Judge uh, is custard, v- vanilla, uh, butterscotch, and caramel. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a big black fist no. <laughs> kind of flavour. A nice caramel fist. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that, that's basically the new stuff I have at the moment. Cool. Um, um, so yeah, enjoy. My, myself, um, I've just finished up my bottle of Normal View as well as my bottle of Bro Trip. No, not Bro Trip, sorry. Um, the other one from the signature line vlog day vlog day uh i'm actually on a bottle of bro trip at the moment um and i'm also i'm actually i got i got back into i'm making my juice again um so i've picked up some new concentrates and i've got a i've got three that i made one that i think might need to go back to the drawing board it was supposed to be an apple-y type creamy thing and it's i used a green tart apple and it's a bit too tart um uh strawberry donuts because classic, standard, but it's really heavy on like organic and fresh strawberry, so it's quite 
fresh and bright. It's not too not too heavy bakery. Um, <laughs> and then I've got one that I'm vaping at the moment in my. Uh, I've got it in my uh, Axis Vapes M17 with the thing on top, the Almageddon. Uh, RDA with a, another new drip tip from Drip Tips by Big. Uh, that's mainly what I bought is Drip Tips. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a dragon fruit mango cupcake with just a hint of fresh strawberry. Ooh. It's really nice, actually. I was really surprised by it, to be honest. Really fucking surprised by it. It was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like, at first it was like, I'm not sure. And then it's kind of steeped and it's, oh, yeah, big fan. I, I love the image of the, this kind of wild alchemy kind of kit that I want you guys to, <laughs> like, in my mind. I want That's what that's what I want you guys to have in your well, kitchen. Because you've got like, Nye with a perfume making and, and you with the juices. And, well, and, and, okay, so th- it's great. So Naomi... Naomi doesn't vape. She has no inkling to vape, but she tries all my fucking juices. Yeah, and it's great. It's a, it's great to get a perfumer's opinion on juice <laughs> because there is a little bit of crossover there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's another thing. Like that's how fucking unaddicted. Like Naomi vapes on a fairly semi regular basis because I get her to try shit when I buy it and when, and you know, she like has maybe one two every week or so. Yeah, when I get something new in, I have no desire to vape or smoke so. exactly so there you go there case you go. study right there <laughs> yeah. so um, the, the 20 like 20 a day habit you have you get to work like money's <laughs> fucking nicotine all that fucking vaping yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um other than so other than the juice um oh i also picked up some uh, rainbow sherbet in the dark i'm going on a bit of a, a grim green juice binge because i would never tried any of them before so i'm trying to cycle through all of them um they're just really hard to get hold of here yeah um at that, I picked up, um, I'm pretty sure I had this last time, the Noisy Cricket 2-25. Still just one of my, oh, it's just one of the best mods. It's fucking great. It's parallel series, unregulated, regulated, everything you want in a single fucking mod. But I picked up a Cosmonaut RDA, which is like a 24mm postless RDA. So it doesn't have like post holes as such. It just has like, you, you just drop the coils into the base. And it's really fucking, really nice airflow, really nice flavor, really nice build, construction, everything. Um, again, we'll link to everything that we've been talking and where we got it from uh, down in the uh, show notes. Well, yeah, it's been a fairly light purchasey type period. Oh yeah, period. it's been that wonderful month of January after oh, Christmas. It's been yeah. a long ass month. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't. Because like, yeah, we'll pay you early before Christmas. You're like, yeah, brilliant, i got money now. Oh shit, it's the end of January and I have nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. It's, uh, I hate January. But fuck it, February's a short month, so. <laughs> yep. Um, but like with, so with obviously your perfume making <laughs> and stuff, when you're kind of looking, because I've seen there's kind of a scene to that as such, like other people who make perfumes and, and, yeah. and those kind of stores and stuff. When you're looking at something like the vaping scene, mm. it, are there parallels that you kind of see? I mean, I don't know how much you kind of look at it. Or, I don't know, really, as someone who's makes perfumes, like it, it seems much about the vaping scene, I guess, apart from sure. what I know through Kyle. I mean, yeah. obviously, I know there is one and people make their own stuff. But... So it's very dubstep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just because I guess it's kind of interesting because. From an outsider's perspective, the two seem linked in terms of, I guess, as I say, the alchemy behind. Yeah, yeah, the I definitely think there's that. Yeah, I think I think that, that there is a there is a lot, like because you'll find a lot of the a lot of a lot of juice that I make, Naomi will be like, oh, I've got a perfume like that. Yeah, mm. yeah, or yeah, those combinations will work as a perfume. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And um, I guess a lot of it, I mean, because there's obviously the element of taste, um, uh, but mm. then there's, there's the element of smell. Like, I, I, mm. and I assume they are linked. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah. Well, I mean, they always say the first bite of any meal is with. Well, they say it's with the eye, but the second one is with the nose. <laughs> sure. So before you even put that food in your mouth, you're tasting it yeah. and you're experiencing it. And you've got that thing where if you hold your nose, things will yeah. taste differently. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've actually yeah. got like, a, I've got a pretty shit sense of smell. Uh. So like, <laughs> uh, I, I was kind of like, when you're going about making something scent wise, is is there a process by which you go? I mean, are you just like, I want to make this and then you can I mean, something. Some things are obvious. Like, you know, some things are going to work well together, like chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. That's right always going to be a good combination some things you don't know and you just have to experiment sure, but yeah. i mean I, I mean i don't know how you decide how you're no. gonna put your combinations together but i see smells as colors in my head and okay. if the colors match well together i think it'll probably make a nice smell that's really yeah, interesting. No, that's very that that's actually, really that's interesting not, that's not that's not too dissimilar from the way i see it actually because i, I never actually thought about it before but when you said that, I'm thinking like, yeah, because I see my bakery notes um, edging between red and brown. Uh, my fruity notes tend to edge between uh, blues and purples, a little bit of greens. And then as you go through the greens, it moves into citrus. Um, and then I've got um, things like earthy tones, which tend to be like a, a deeper orange, almost like a clay, like red clay sure. type of colours. So is it kind of like a... Uh, like a sense of smell version of visualization, almost. I guess so. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. when you make um, a juice, you're going because you can't just sit there taste like you can taste the concentrates and stuff, but you don't get an accurate representation of what it's going to taste like to vape. Sure. So when you make a juice, your primary sense that you're using to figure out if this is going to be good is smell. Yeah. So that whole process of the initial actual conception and creation of the juice is. Um, very, very similar to perfume, I would say. Mm. But the difference being in, I suppose, with perfume and juice is what you at first smells amazing. The second you vape it, you're like, oh, 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 yeah. oh yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, there is a there is, so. That's difference. Yeah. yeah, there is a big yeah, difference. Yeah, I mean, you, and also you get a little the, bit with perfume. How it smells in the bottle is not necessarily how it will smell in your skin. Yeah, yeah and as things age, they're gonna. Skin yeah, well. skin chemistry is a really big factor. You know, we we know this because that perfume you got me that smells of red wine on me and soap on you. Yeah, wow. <laughs> which so, and like the Cthulhu uh, yeah. one from um, from the Cthulhu from Black from Black uh, Phoenix Black Alchemy Phoenix Alchemy Lab. Labs, yeah. amazing perfumes. Uh, that smells amazing on me, mm. and on me it's just kind of seaweed. Yeah, it does. It smells really cloying and mm. drenched in you. And to me, it's got like a real salty note to it. Yeah. See, this is this is another thing, right? Because uh, you were saying about naming uh, vapes and stuff. But mm. you, obviously, you name perfumes, yeah. right? And so, uh, for example, we used to role play and you played a character who was a character class called a Duskblade. And mm. then you made a scent for that, which I yeah, thought was really yeah. cool. But it's just like <laughs> it's the how you went again, around though, going like, around visualizing that character yeah, or it's, that It's the colour thing again. It's like Duskblade, is a, it's a really purpley black word, I guess, because of dusk being in there. So it's like, okay, what a purpley scent. So a plum. Yeah. Plum's really purpley. I'll put some of that in. I'll put yeah, some violet yeah. in. Then you need something I think the black. there is a correlation pepper, as well. You know, because, yeah, there is a correlation because like you're saying, <laughs> plum, purple, they are purple. So yeah. the, you, the, all the senses do tend to kind of intermingle things together so if but, you start to think about things you will it just like if you start to think about a certain smell that you know right now i guarantee you you will be able to associate a color to it yeah no you're right you're right even if it's like you think of strawberries you think of red 
because mm. the colour of that fruit is red. But that and it's weird because you know you think red and purple that goes together really nice, especially if it blends over. And you think strawberries and like other berry fruits they all go well. Together. Well, it's interesting when like because obviously you take a character like that or or something like Cthulhu, right? That you were saying, right? And then it. You, Turning a word like that into a vape would maybe be a bit bit weird, but well, then I, at I the same know, time, you go from the imagery of Cthulhu. So what, like, well, so do you want to taste Cthulhu? Element, like, what do you associate with that word? Like, Cthulhu well, is deep sea, yeah. drenched horror, dank, <laughs> spiraling it doesn't madness. Doesn't sound like anything you would want to vape necessarily. But no. some of you are Lovecrafty vapes that you've named after. Yeah, so I've got like one. Uh, I've got two really actually. Uh, yeah, they're two of my best vapes. I've got uh, Yogsathoth, which is uh, <laughs> which is a um, it's a yogurt based thing. It's just the weirdest thing. This is why I called it Yogsathoth because it's fucking weird. So it's um, Fruit Loops, Greek yogurt, Berry Crunch, Graham Cracker Crust Cheesecake, and. Something else, and I forget what the other thing is. I'd have to check the recipe. But together, it tastes nothing like any of that. It's got this really subtle sweetness with a little bit of acidity because the Fruit Loops tend to be very lemony, mm. um, but they're also a little bit biscuity, which is also accented off by the graham cracker crust cheesecake. But that cheesiness moves into the yogurtiness to give it a little sure. extra body of cream, and you just get this really pleasant. Very hard to distinguish a primary um, flavor profile of, but it's just really nice. All aspects of it, it's mm. got a really mm. nice mouthfeel. It's creamy. It's got that citrus kick to cut through it, and it's got those little berry desserty notes, and, and it just works. I, it's like oh, it's one of my. When I, I, I don't make it that often, but when I vape it, I make like a hundred mils and vape it in a week. I mean, when when you're perfuming, do you say do you something similar? Do you make something and then the name comes to you afterwards? Or no, maybe do you come up with a scheme? More often then... than not, it's a name first, especially because sure. I use a lot of kind of myth and folklore and, sure, and literary sure. influences. Like, oh, okay, like yeah, a Nordic I, I really want to make a. What was one I did recently? I haven't done perfume making for ages. Like, okay, so I do like Halloween sets. Okay, so then you pick a theme for Halloween. So the first year I did it, I did B movies. Okay, so cool. I found a bunch of B-movie titles I liked and I was like, right, what do those titles make me think of? <laughs> and Brilliant. that was the genesis of that. Okay. Sometimes you're just like, I really want to wear a marshmallow and lavender perfume, so I'll make that and then I'll give it a stupid name like Fluff sure. Sure, or whatever, sure, sure. you know, so it varies. But more often than not, the name comes first. Yeah. And it's the same with books as well. <laughs> like the, yeah. the book title is always first. It's like, well, that's a good title. I'll no, make something up to that go with really that. That is really true, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Back onto politics, like where we were supposed to go. <laughs> Segwaying elegantly uh, again. Yeah, I'm not even going to be elegant about segwaying and pulling us back on track. <laughs> I'm like, here, right, I'm just constantly grabbing up, the wheel, Kyle. I'm <laughs> no, no. It's, 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 it's a good tune. That way to Mexico, Kyle. We've got to dodge that wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. The wall, the wall, the w- Right, so, yeah, we were going to talk some politics. Um, so, Trump, Trump, Trump. Um, there isn't really much else to talk about in the world of politics. Trump, I mean, there's been Trump, a lot. Trump, Trump. Well, that <laughs> Brexit thing. There's been going there's on. been a lot of little yeah. drama in the in the scale of Brexit uh, in the wake of the, some of the Brexit stuff. Like, um, so Brexit went into a court case. I think just before the last episode, which was to see if uh, the Lords could effectively not the Lords, sorry, see if Parliament, Parliament could yeah. overall. Well, not 
overrule, but it was parliament. it had can, to be passed by a exactly can may vote. trigger it yeah, without exactly. parliament. Yeah. yeah, and they've all they've all basically gone. Yeah, we'll trigger it. Fuck it, go for it. Um, then what was the last thing that happened? That's kind of been it, really. No, no. Oh, no. Because to... yeah, no. To segue into the other topic, there was the Trump visit. Uh, the Trump visit from May. Yeah. So May went over to visit Donald Trump because we're fucked. Uh, she's realised that we're fucked. It's so hard economically right now that the last thing she can do is she can get a deal with America, which expert financial experts have shown that. We're going to be potentially about 30% worse off, economically speaking, post-Brexit. The deal from America will only see our um, that percentage rise by about 2%. Well, and also he's been very openly America first, American yeah, jobs, yeah, American products. So us running over there being like, yay, America, Trump. It, it, <laughs> Like, he doesn't give a shit about us. He doesn't give a shit about me. Well, he he kept calling her, not Teresa, but Teresa. Well, they got her, they spelt her name wrong. Um, So there is a porn star called Theresa May who spells her first name slightly differently. So, I mean, Trump would probably have been really happy to have that Theresa May show up. It was probably a bit of a shock when our Theresa May showed up. So that's not the best star, is it? Like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call Theresa May a porn star. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, so that that so that kind of all happened with the whole Brexit, Trump in well the trump thing happens so trump got inaugurated just just after the last show uh no just before wasn't it no, it no. Was, we actually record, it we recorded it just yeah. before but i didn't get yeah. it up okay. to that just yeah, yeah, after no, you're right, right. um just cuz i was a bit bone idle on getting it up uh, no that was it i was waiting for the new intros sure. yeah but um it's been mental so um i like when <sighs> My favourite way to catch up on Trump news, and I do read, like, I've got all the news, I've got a couple of news feeds on my phone and stuff, so I do read it, but my favourite way to catch up on it is The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Dude is funny as fuck. Yeah. Like, he's he's he, he's just... Ugh. So who was the guy that came out on um, TV the other day, the new face, one of the new faces of the White House, that basically... Oh, God, what was, oh, was it Miller, the evil-looking one? Yeah, yeah, Miller. So he came out and was like, yeah... Uh, saying, "Oh no, we've got the you know talking about uh, he was on Face the Nation, and he's saying, oh no, we've yes, we've got the proof for um, voter fraud, you know, we've got it.'" And he's like, "So do you want to share that proof with us now?" He's like, "Now uh, today, this morning on this show is not the venue for me to share that evidence with you, but I will go on any show, anywhere, anytime, <clears throat> and tell them that the power of the president to make this country safer." is vast and will not be questioned. Right. It's like, whoa, that's, that's full-on fascist dictator's talk right there. Yeah. But so uh, Colbert's playing this on, um, on his show and he's like, okay, what was that? Will not be questioned. Uh, let's test that theory. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Which I think is probably the reaction most people have every time anything comes out of the White House, right? Jeez. <laughs> Just like, say, what? <laughs> what? Well, it's like, like a tweet somehow. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Oh, I, like, I, I won't mean, follow Donald Trump, but I will occasionally look at his Twitter feed. I think somebody has created, it might even have been the guys on The Late Show, they've created a, a program that 
um, changes no, his tweets was... to like the kids, like kids crayon handwriting. Oh, it's right. amazing. Uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> the best thing is the John Oliver show. The, yeah, so what, they yeah. know that he's uh, watching, getting all his news from cable TV. Right. So they've got, they've paid for and are running a load of actual television adverts of an old guy talking about like the nuclear triad and trying to educate Trump about things that he should know. They've genuinely running these adverts. Amazing. It's fucking, oh, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, no, here it is. The Daily Show have made a browser extension that converts Trump's tweets to a child scribble. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Okay, I'm going to link to this in the show notes because everyone should use this. It's so funny. <laughs> The real scandal here is that it's classified information is legally given out by intelligence like candy. Very un-American. He's really into candy today. He was saying (laughs) drugs are cheaper than candy in America right now, apparently. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what kind of candy he's getting. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's probably like gold-plated Trump candy. (laughs) It's probably disgusting. To go with these Trump steaks. Mm. (laughs) Trump wine. So that yeah, Trump's just been like this. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. Well, it's it's almost. Don't you think it's like we're kind of living in a parody of world? Like, no, we're 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 just that paragraph in the history books that comes just before the point where the maps get all pointy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we've we've slipped into the darkest timeline, haven't we? You know, if like if there are infinite universes, you always kind of want to assume that yours is the best one. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It's like that old. Is it what the Chinese curse of? um, May you live in interesting times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely do. Mind you, talking of Trump, the best thing I've seen recently has to be when he met the Canadian Prime Minister. Oh, the handshake. Uh, No, 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 it was the look, because it was the (laughs) Japanese Prime Minister, a president with this handshake where he just excessively shook his hand. And was doing the pulling thing. Yeah. But when he shakes hand with Trudeau, Trudeau is not having him pull his hand towards him. And he's just like, bam. And you actually see Trudeau pulling his hand back. And putting Trump towards him. Well, it's, it's, like, tr- it's purely like Trump's just trying to assert his dominance. Like, yeah. Bang, I'm in control of this. And Trudeau's like, no, you're not. I might be your hat, but fuck you. <laughs> well, it's, it's the look that Trudeau gives his hand just before he takes it. It's, <laughs> oh, Trepidation. It's, fucking, it's just, no, it's just like, duh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you've grabbed with those hands. Yeah. Do you think in his head he's just going, Burn your house down again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's just the craziest thing. And the constant lies that are coming out. Uh, like, the guy is obsessed with the crowd size of his inauguration. It's insane. Well, like, well, he was obsessed with the day. size like, of his penis did, and his um, hands. Yeah. He was doing a press conference today. I think he got a question from a, a Jewish reporter. I could be getting this mixed up. He could have had two different interviews where he had questions from a Jewish reporter. But he basically started by talking about how huge his inauguration crowd had been and then segued into oh also my daughter's married to a Jew so I love Jews <laughs> that was it I mean for me I guess it's it's been more about the kind of just taking away of any blinkers that the information you receive is accurate right and, and the way that things can be ignored that the fact that an expert opinion is not something that is valued by people in power apparently anymore that we've had enough expert opinions and 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 we've always known that like that the media is shit like we've oh, yeah. always known this but Fake it's just news. the avert you know the, the, sort of the, the secret nature of that the the even kind of mild blindfolding of that information mm-hmm. is just fully revealed to everybody now because it's just 
facts mean nothing and you can just well, generate facts and we call are them in the reality. Era, we are in the era of alternative facts. Yeah. It's just, it's such a fucking Orwellian thing. It should not thing. even be a phrase that exists. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, alternative facts are like alternative medicine. Did they? You, know, exactly. you know that was a buzzword that was being bandied around before it came on TV. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. And that none of this stuff is, I, you know, I think people maybe are comforted by thinking that Trump is this kind of careening train wreck and it's all chaos and out of control. Mm-hmm. But you think people in there are pulling strings. Oh, yeah. Completely. You know, none of the stuff that's coming out is coming out of thin air. These are conversations that are happening behind closed doors that are then being exposed, you know? But I think that's part you of the You say behind closed doors or bit. occasionally on, in the fucking marrow. Well, yeah. yeah. In your in your own, well, the country club that you own. Mm. Well, yeah. um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, they've doubled the price of admission to the Mar-a-Lago now. So yeah. it's now like 200 grand to become a member of the Mar-a-Lago. For the privilege of seeing Donald Trump <laughs> yeah. do presidential like, they top literally secret business doubled at it the dining when he became table. president. And the man who carries the nuclear football. <laughs> oh, so fucking stupid. <laughs> don't don't tweet his fucking I, I am I am adamant. I am fully fucking convinced he will start a nuclear war before his term is out. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I think the thing is, um, when when you look at this point in time in history, and we move dispassionately two hundred years into the future, how will people look back on this time? Fucking artards. Well, I mean, that's that. That is. I think what will happen is basically Cold War era onwards to well we- beyond where we are now. It will be painted in very, very broad strokes. I mean, it's no different from how we view a time I, period like the nineteen twenties. I think what people will view about this era now is what people what how we see the era of slavery. It's going to be seen as really backwards thought in a lot, especially now with the, because you can't deny the whole Brexit uh, thing and the whole Donald Trump thing, one of the main undercurrents of this entire thing, like it or not, has been racism. It's been a massive motivator uh, for a lot of people in a lot of political parties. I mean, just look at the recent, you know, the, the the formation and rise of UKIP happened in our time, which is basically just watered down BMP. We've had, you know, you have got a fascist in the White House. There is no bones about it. The guy's a white supremacist. He has got fucking Breitbart. Uh, the, you know, the ex-editor of Breitbart is his fucking, what? Chief, is he chief advisor or senior secu- advisor? Senior advisor or some security official type guy. The guy who literally, literally is a white is a confirmed 110% white supremacist scumbag. One of the most powerful people in the, in, 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 you know, in the world right now, really. Um, not to mention fucking Pence is a vile, vile, yeah. reprehensible fuck-up. But even he's better than Trump. And that's it. The crowning glory of old Trump. A guy who's not only so fucking vile in his thoughts and his actions, but he's also fundamentally fucking mentally impaired. The guy is just fucking off his rocker. That's what Pence is, his assassination insurance though, isn't he? Because so many people are like, oh yeah, but Pence. Yeah, but okay, look at it in a selfless manner. Pence will be bad for America. Trump's bad for fucking everyone. <laughs> Pence is less likely to start a war. He might he might die. His his diet's pretty bad. You know. I, on, I like on, honest to fucking God, 
honest to fucking god, if I had the means, I would do it. <laughs> if I had the money, well, the means, where's a grassy man? knoll when you need one? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, you know? Do you know what? If you did, this is gonna get me on every fucking government yeah, watch list. Can you, can right you now. hear Blackhawks? Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, seriously, you would be remembered. No, no, I'm inside. This is could be inside. Like, yeah, this is yeah. Dial it back. Dial it back. Sorry, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna have gas grenades coming flying in. Yeah, I am gonna stop. I might bleep a lot of this. Size, size 11. <laughs> I got really it's going to be a long section, like five minutes of just beep. No, you want to play that Monty Python this music? Is, this, is, this is why there is no very first episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, yes, that. Yeah. But no, I think more broadly, right, you, you go into the future and you look at how this era is looked at and it's... I mean, it's very much going to be painted over. Like, large swathes of people will just be painted into that era in the same way we look at the 1920s. So you look at it in terms of opulence or in terms of, you know, moral disparity, right? Mm. Where people allowed, you know, this is this era of decadence where people allowed things to go to shit or this era where people had, you know, great art and, you know, the flappers and stuff. The thing is, you saying that about this decade... Think about the very end of the Roman Republic. Well, very that's much what I was going to get same. back to. Oh. And it, that's literally the point I was going to make. It's just the, the fact that what isn't looked at so much by people who just take those broader strokes, and this the narrative of history, is that people were you know, up in arms about the way that factories were being run during the 1920s. People were up in arms in Rome, I'm sure, when shit was going crazy uh, and... and, and you know, the, the barbarians were at the gates. And before that, pe- when people knew things were going badly, we know things are going badly and we are vocalizing how we feel about it. But the, the, I think it's just the fact that because we, we haven't won, history will look at us in a specific way and that yeah. way will not be favorable. No. But oh. you, you shouldn't ever sort of, in a sense, let yourself lose sight of the fact that you are that part of history that is pushing against it, even if you won't be remembered. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I always believe you should fight. This shit is not normal and it's well, something that it. I tell yeah, myself not, every day. It's not about how history is going to look back on you. That, exactly. You know, that's not why you should fight. You should yeah. fight because... This shit is not normal, it's you know. Right. And yeah. you, it's just you know, not if right. you are even a baseline decent human being, you should be upset by the disparity in society, by the rhetoric coming from your politicians, by the bombing of innocent civilian children. You know, all those things should make you want to fight. And I think really what these eras and and and, the, and going all the way back to sort of early civilizational uh, power bases, right up to today, the thing that's changed is our ability to receive information from one another and from the the wider human race right and therefore we've kind of had this kind of civilizational rise where we technology has allowed us to do more and more things and communicate ideas and so on but we're not seeing a moral or a uh societal kind of elevation of the masses right we are seeing a situation where the powerful despite people being against it are able to take their way just as they've always done just as kings have yeah. always been able to do and, and it well, doesn't it's, matter it's, that you have a democracy be- that has put these things into place if it's bad it's it, it's it's bad yeah. i think well, what's that that quote democracy is two wolves telling a sheep what's for dinner you know like i know democracy has a lot going for it but it's it is mob rule at the end of the day. Mob rule is not necessarily but it's about not, it's not what is morally rule. right. I mean, the mob is a very small extract of the mob, right? You're 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 putting a body of people together 
to you know put their their positions across and that body is led by powerful people and that are influenced by powerful people who aren't necessarily you and no. you're picking those people it's you know you have the right to make a decision that has very little weight sometimes i think well this is it the problem that we have with democracy now is the fact that you have the two-party system in america and effectively a three-party system well no it's not we've got a no-party system at the moment we've got the tories that's kind that, of yeah we, there's I no mean, we've got we've got there is no labor right now labor couldn't win a fucking egg and spoon race right now the lib dems i mean they were fucked after they went into uh bed with the Tories, even though they did what they could. Like, I think the Lib Dems get an overly hard time about Dude, so do I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do I. I, yeah. they, were, I they were forced into that deal because the thing they get the ribbing about the most because they wanted to abolish the student loan system. Mm-hmm. They wanted to bring back a student grant system. They paired up with the Tories but had to drop <laughs> that. And that was the main thing that everyone yeah. went for. It's like, they, if yeah. they didn't do that, then we would end up probably with the yeah. Labour-Tory coalition. And that is that even now, even now, no matter how many sensible, intelligent points Nick Clegg makes, all people say to him is, but student loans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and but her emails. Yeah, that is, it is yeah. his, but her emails. Yeah. yeah. And his response should be, was like, I was... Well, it was what the second in command, basically. Yeah, he was deputy prime minister. Yeah, yeah. deputy prime. I can't remember the word. They they took all of the rap. Vice president, but they took all of the rap for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, I mean, I'm I'm not in any way trying to paint the Lib Dems as fucking gold here. No, no, I mean, no politician is perfect. But it's just the fact that that's the way that that they took all of the shot, and yeah, you know, it's kind of. well, it's, and it's just like, you know, when it finally comes down for David Cameron to take a fucking punt, what does he do? He goes, I'm out. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Brett. Oh, shit. Um, d- nah. Didn't have a plan the, for this. Yeah, I watched like, the after dinner speaker circuit. Brett, like, David Cameron noped his way out of the White, uh, White House. <laughs> down, uh, down, out of Downing Street. You didn't like a vice prime minister? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, mind you, with the, his um, announcement of his um, resignation when he's walking back into number 10, and he's just like, it's like you really you knew this was going to happen and you knew like this is my out I go down as not the guy who fucked over Britain by getting sent out of EU I stood down because I was against it yeah Yeah, and off I go to give speeches about it and make thousands upon thousands of pounds so I'm not going to be affected by any of it (laughs) I'm going to be the new Tony Blair have you heard that they're trying to get John Perko to stand down so for the American listeners, um, we have uh, the way politics are conducted like here. So like you'd have a, uh, it's it's very archaic in a in a sense. It's very traditional. Um, so over in America, you might have like you know your Senate hearing or people who speak at the Congress. Over here, we have what's called uh, parliamentary debates uh, the ha- in the House of Parliament, uh, uh, the House of Commons, House of Commons. Sorry, uh, <laughs> they're not common. <laughs> no, they're not. And it, it's literally two rows. So you should check it out on BBC News. It's hilarious. Sometimes. Such an old boys club. It's, it's, it's literally two rows of well green leather benches. No, it's more. Well, it's two two line. Well, it's not. It's several imagine, rows up. Basically, if you're American, imagine the bleachers you have in your gym. No, no, but it's, covered in green leather. It's green leather benches in. Uh, tiers either side of a long room and all the MPs which are the members of parliament sit along these benches and you'll have the leader of each party or um or be 
talking and generally waving a large and going, bottle hey, of papers. Hey, hey, hey. And other um, other MPs will be invited to stand up, ask questions of like uh, either the prime minister or the leader of the opposition. Well, they have the weekly prime minister's question. Yeah. Well, basically. yeah, that's the one thing they have it's the weekly prime minister's questions. The, um, Although the one I was watching last time was because uh, it was while Theresa May was in America, so it was Boris Johnson doing it. Which oh oh god. <laughs> um, so the the way it all works is you'll. The, the PMs are asked to, you know, they're given a chance to stand up and ask a question. And the guy that conduct is like the conductor of ceremonies, he's called the speaker. Uh, and now this is John Burkow. Now, John Burkow's being, uh, they're basically trying to get him to stand down. They're putting like a vote of no confidence in him because he spoke out and said he doesn't think Trump should be allowed to come to the UK and speak. Well, he thinks he shouldn't make a state visit. So it's not yeah. don't bring him to the UK. It's I don't want him to address... The House of Parliament, yeah, yeah, yeah which was something that specifically uh, happened for Obama, mm. and he was the first, yeah, uh, you know. So it, it, it's it's a it's a. It's not what he was trying to really say. Was it's not a a mandatory thing. No, yeah, exactly. When you're on a it's state visit, that's not part and parcel. Yeah, yeah because exactly. we did it last time yeah. with the last um, president in a very particular situation. Yeah, uh, you got to think of all of the kind of what that means and 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 the sort of the the politics that marry exactly. Into that. It's and I think you know his point was, and he said it as much because of Trump's attitudes, because of the misogyny, you know those kind of things he doesn't think it's appropriate for Trump sure. to be there in that context. It was kind of hard to listen to it though because uh, when I was watching that particular broadcast, that was the one where Boris Johnson um, uh, was leading the questions and there was a lot of um, a lot of people like say, you know, a lot of MPs standing up and saying, no, we don't believe you should come here. And it was just every time um, <clears throat> that uh, he, that someone, someone said something like that. Oh, there was a lot of comparing him to a f- basically calling him a fascist, mm. um, and uh, he'd be like, "I, I, I find it reprehensible that uh, someone would refer to the most democratic, con- the leader of the most democratic country in the world, the leader of the free world." As a- and he's just like, "You suck up, you fuck." <laughs> it's like it, that made me realize watching how fucking much he, they defended him and how fucking sucky up and desperate they were for the approval. But, I mean, you can't... It made me realise how fucked we actually you are. You can't be surprised that a Tory party under Theresa May, who oh, is notoriously, like, it. hard right wing, secretly probably agrees with a lot of the stuff oh, Trump's yeah, saying. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. sure. You know? We just... I just think, don't think you could get away with half the shit he does over here. Well, I know, reckon she'd yet. try if You're she saying the, the House of Commons is a, a room full of the old boys. mm House of Lords. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, but the House of Lords tend to be more on our side than anything else. Mm, not always. Not always, no, no but... Like fox hunting. <laughs> I think... <laughs> and it does have a slightly bad rep in that way. Yeah. It's it's actually changed quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're the House of Lords is one of the... There's a large part now are getting more and more places inside yeah, the House the of Lords. Hierarch- well, yeah. The, air, the House of the hereditary Lords. I honestly believe the House of Lords is one of the better political institutions in this country and it's a completely necessary part yeah, and this completely. is why uh, the, the Americans have a very similar thing right you have the Senate and the House and uh, just, so yeah you've got Senate um, you, you, you need the, the whole point is that there's a, a position that, that is made on behalf of the people and that's yeah. what the, the Commons does and they put it forward to then a panel of uh, unelected but sort of peer chosen experts who then assess that obviously in the past and, and there's still to some extent some those those peers used to be hereditarily born into their position because that's how noblemen 
yeah. arose to those yeah. positions. And in all fairness, looking back at the times, you have to think those were probably some of the more educated individuals yeah. in yeah, society. Completely. They may not be a dock worker, but ultimately they, they are someone with hopefully Good an elevated learning. level yeah. of, of intelligence going yeah. into the position. Obviously, in modern times, that and, and even then, it, it, that is still morally bankrupt. But the point is that the House of Lords now is being more moved into a realm of, as I say, experts being peer selected yeah. into the positions yeah. on merit of well, a basis tre- that treated is treated more like uh, almost like scientific peer review. Kind of, yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it still needs more, uh, uh, quite a bit more work in my experience. But it's actually, as as you say, one of the better bodies of government that serves a role. And and you know, often people use the phrase quangos and for for, for kind of bodies and stuff that exist. But actually, these advisory bodies <laughs> are crucial to oh, yeah, completely. the the process of making sound law because. Th- the people, as we have seen, can be easily emoted and easily uh, easily drawn to positions with very little information, especially in a day and age like today, where almost having a little bit of information is more dangerous than having none. Oh yeah, the ability well, for think- you to fool yourself that you are not ignorant on the internet is fucking insane. Oh god, yeah. I mean, it's probably been one of the biggest problems with the whole. <laughs> Uh, election and Brexit and everything mm. really it's the fact that everyone on the internet is living a very insular echo chamber yes where you just yes. get yourself reflected back at you there's a fantastic documentary on uh, BBC iPlayer um, if it's available anywhere else I will link to it um, it's called the hypernormalization hypernormalization yeah. it's so yeah. good it basically start, it starts off talking about it basically tells you how we got where we are today starting mm-hmm. from Kissinger Kiss, Henry Kissinger and uh his his worldview of the world as a system in balance and one of the key things that he always kept to do was to keep the Arabs destabilised So, because he believed that's what kept the West in power and all the checks and balances in place and if the Arab world united they'd overthrow the West that was his fear um, so yeah that's a really cool documentary really really cool documentary uh, definitely would recommend checking that out um, but it's it's been a really saddening time in a way, I suppose, because like the one the one mistake I had, I think I had uh, prior to all this was I actually thought we were more progressive as a society than we are. I I, think I, I, I like I I never I never thought that we were great, I, and I thought there were a lot of problems, but it's staggering how how problematic society still is i think actually um to be honest with you i think uh there are huge advance uh, advances that have been made oh, I- I- in many social oh, yeah, moral no, situations if you look at say, oh yeah no i, I mean you, you look at generally the you know the 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 attitudes to things like homosexuality um Huge strides. Mental health issues. There's been massive progress made, but the, it's the, not enough. The Yeah, this is the issue. This is the issue. We're confronted by a world where we see mass communication capabilities, the idea for people, so that the, the possibility for people to pass around ideas and information and get people clued up into things, right? And, and we're seeing this world and we're not seeing the type of social progression from that that we expect because we're seeing a world where you can elevate thoughts if, if you work together very, very easily 
but we're not seeing it enacted or realized in the quantity that we would expect as as people with those progressive opinions. It's not progressive enough for us. And I think there's a certain bite of reality in that, that, that echoes through history. And that's that there were always progressive people oh, yeah. that have always been, uh, in a sense, thwarted by the, <clears throat> the, by the slow nature of their time, all the way from Galileo uh, right up to... <clears throat> any kind of sort of great scientific mind really yeah I and mean, it's a very common thing uh, and, and and again this is this is why it's important to fight those fights because it's about driving that pin a little bit more in that direction it's that a you gra- want it, to it go. is a gradual thing it's just i think before all this happened it you know we had the you know had the things like legalize the legalization <laughs> of gay marriage and i i think you know actually it's kind of interesting because a lot of these things these great things that happened especially in america came about because of executive orders put in by obama mm-hmm. and it's those ex- same executive powers that are now being used reprehensibly by trump and as much good as he may have done with them, Obama opened the floodgates for this. Yeah, I mean, to, to an extent, I agree. I, I think the, the issue is that the office of president, it's always the, the power that's associated with it is extreme. Yeah. And essentially, the person that you've always wanted in place is that kind of Yoda-ish figure who has great wisdom, okay? And... What you think about other people that have come before Trump, I mean, e- even the people you think about negatively, there, there is a certain level of, of just common sense wisdom that is associated yeah. with those people. Even people like Bush, who yeah. were, even, were even, awful. Well, like, but, I, we were actually, me and Naomi were talking about this the other day, and in comparison... I look back really fondly on Bush now. Yeah, I'm like, do you remember like, when he said that dumb thing, but nobody like, got killed because of it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, he did the heinous illegal war thing. Yeah, and let's not overlook let's the Let's not crimes. overlook this, but yeah. <laughs> even that, in comparison to the... I think the it's potential. what I said to you, like, there is so much stuff that Bush did that I don't agree with, oh, that yeah. we're still seeing repercussions with. I believe he thought he was doing the right things. Yeah, yeah. With Trump, I don't at all... No, it, <laughs> it's not even a matter of that. Does it does? It's not that he, he might think they're the right things, but he he almost doesn't have the ability to take away the truly well, terrible just, things. He from seems that to equation. kind of whoever he spoke to last. Those are the opinions he seems to hold. You know, he's very much a kind of an empty vessel when it comes to his politics. I think you know, and you can see that in some of his speeches when he's been scripted. It, it's obviously the opinions of people around him, not things he said, oh, I want to discuss about this. Because obviously when he's left to his own devices, he's just going to talk about his inauguration crowd size or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fake news or illegal voters. And that's, that's the worrying not thing. is like, <laughs> in a way, he's going to be very easily manipulated because if yeah. the right person gets in his ear, that's who he's going to be like, yeah, that's the thing, I believe. Yeah, that's the thing. Progressive presidents were put in positions where they were told to enact nuclear war. By advisory bodies uh, to, to to the majority right they were under yeah. intense pressure look at look at kennedy all right pretty much everybody was telling him to push the button in secret oh, yeah, behind yeah. closed doors right they said we mr president we have to go now right and he held back on that because the position of president <coughs> has such a level of responsibility where you as a moral person that last check and balance between utter 
complete destruction have to have that human capacity to sit there and say, no, my I'm being advised to do this by people who may be more intelligent, more informed than me, but in a moral situation, in the fiber of my being, I know that now's not the time. Yeah, all right? yeah. And it's very important. And I think we've always, it, through all different parts of politics, really, fortunately had someone with that level of yeah, competence. Completely. Yeah, and I think we're dangerously straying towards an era where that, that may not be the case. Well, I think the same can be said about May as well. She's not competent. I think the difference between May and Trump is... She's, May's not she's that kind of... Yeah, but she's not got that kind of bombastic ego no, and personality. No, no, hers is very but subtle. she's not particularly competent and she's no. not a firm decision maker. I think no. And you can I mean, see that in her kind of control freakish mm-hmm. way that she's like, right, I want detailed reports on everything. I'm going to go over every detail and then decide. Yeah. <laughs> But she never actually decides. And you can see that in the way she's negotiated Brexit as well. She's, you know, tried to sound very hardline and tough, but she's left herself quite a lot of room where she can be like, oh, well, yeah, I didn't mean that thing. I can, you know. But I think the difference there is you're looking at a a politician, not Mm. a great politician, perhaps not a politician that will... But someone who's been playing the game as a career. Yeah. And and also someone who I, I think would still... Even though I disagree with vast portions of their politics and vast portions of their personal opinion, would still be in a position where they would hold back should that final situation occur. And I think, and, and let, let's, let's be completely honest. I'm not don't like to be a doomsayer, but I don't necessarily even think maybe Trump's oh, the no, guy. Dooms- be a doomsayer. But if he, we're in a dangerous situation where he could be. Yeah, or the person that follows him could be. Now, I'm well, a- the, the 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 two are, the way I see it. There's, there's three scenarios that play out. There is Trump is the guy that's that that dooms the world, right? Trump is the guy that launches that first fucking ballistic nuclear missile. Option two is he doesn't. He get like he, either he sees out his term and it goes to shit, but he sees out his term and no major world breaking incidents happen beyond the kind of shit that's happening now. Um, you know, nothing that is going to involve the deaths of millions, effectively. Then, however his term ends, we get someone good and competent in. Mm-hmm. Even if they're Republican, just like a good Republican, you know, like a John McCain type guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I um, like John McCain. I really like jo- Senator John McCain. Well, I, I think more than that, though, just this is the idea of the pendulum will hopefully swing, but, which it's always been doing. Say, my third, the third, sorry, the third option I see is he gets out, he ends his term, however, and the guy that comes in just uses the doors that he's opened and sure. it's fucking worse. That's the fear. That's the fear. Yeah. But I think for me, I, I, I do think we will fortunately see... Uh, the pendulum effect swing back. Yeah, the other no, way. I agree with that. I, I, um, I, I like to think so. And I think you know mm. you have to look right after Bush, America voted in their first black president. After Obama. Trump, they're going to vote in like their first transgender president. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, it's really progressive. If the dem mm. the Democrats need to run Beyonce, she would be anyone the Republicans put up. Yeah. Like, you know, I yeah, I, I feel positive. Yeah, but that's right. further reinforcing this now just becoming a popularity contest. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, to be uh, honest, I think that it, it, it as much this was a popular. Is, though, isn't it, it always is, and I think the Democrats next time need to just play the pol- pol- the, the 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 popularity game, and because 
if they get someone in there that is popular but that will work with the Democratic Party, then they it's as good as putting just a Democratic blue blood in there, you know? And, and that, let's be honest, that, that there's nothing wrong with being popular. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. Because right. generally speaking, if you're popular, you re- you're doing something that people like. <laughs> it's, it's which people, though, isn't it? Because, yeah, I mean, the there, are, there are a lot of people who think Trump is doing some amazing things of right course, now. I think that's becoming less and less, though, as the days go on. Because I think, like, unless you are... Alex Jones, Steve Bannon levels of fucking out there. There is going to come a point where you're like, oh. I actually, you know what? I disagree slightly. I think we are in a point where there's parts uh, and age groups specific, uh, more mm. generally, but there are other parts as well of society that perceive media in the constrained way. Yeah. Of the eye drop through the, t- the TV, right? That's how they receive their their media, or through a newspaper. That's like telling them in very broad strokes how mm. they should be emoted. I don't think Trump reads. Well, no, but he definitely gets cable news. <laughs> and that that portion of population exists and is a big part of population, and it's and it's that part of the population, unfortunately. Uh, which is is why we have things like Brexit and why we have Donald Trump to to a large extent. And you just have to look at the the age ranges of people who voted yeah. against and for Brexit. Sadly, we exist in a time period where we're apathetic. Our, our age group is apathetic and enough not to move in the quantity that's required to shift yeah, that. The the only the honest the honest thing that we need is a proper social revolution. Well, I mean, I think actually we're we're quite due a uh, a bloody student coup. riot. A bloody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, something, something we do. Bloody need. coup, twenty twenty. Uh, because <laughs> you, you need a movement from the youth. Yep. That is, and, and I'm 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 not in any way uh, saying any kind of like I, I don't really. We are agree, not advocating violent it. uprising. Yeah, we're just saying if I it happens. No, I am. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Right, actually, Kyle is like, advocating a violent uprising. <laughs> yeah, but what, no, completely. What I'm saying the is that do not we need the a broader movement <laughs> by the young base. I'm half of the rambling vapors, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't represent my views. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking but, bloody insurrection is what we need. No, but we need like a a, a base of young people to move together. That's Kill why I say a students people, thing. Yeah. And I think we can probably just let the old people die naturally. Well, I think that I, don't I think, think we should kill anyone. Well, the think, way our NHS is going, it's going to happen. Well, well there we go. <laughs> That's half t- a job done. Time will breed these people out. Mm. It just naturally will, and this has happened the pro- for all the, time. Yeah, but the only the, the only problem we have with that is though um, the 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 there is unless we we. There is always going to be people like that that we're hoping are going to die out, but they're going to pass it on to their course, next generation. Of course, but it, it, you see, and this is true. Just look at social oh, yeah. evolution as we've gone. As I say, it's slow. It's not fast enough for us, but it happens because people die out and they pass that gene of information, if you like, on. But it's it's a failing gene, and it it is a failing gene, and that you know we are actually going to drip feed our way eventually into a, a more evolved level of social understanding. If we don't nuke ourselves. If definitely. we don't nuke ourselves, yeah. right? The survivors will, yeah. will rebuild. Or they'll just be Cronenbergs. I mean, well, either way, it's, it, can it get much worse? Yeah. <laughs> Trump is... But I mean, like, it's, it's, it's disastrous, and it's crazy what's happened. Yeah. But I think I try 
and be optimistic. See, I mean, uh, you've got a little. You've got like I try to be optimistic, but you've definitely got more of it than I am. I'm, I'm like teetering on just pure out nihilism. No, it's I, just like nothing's worth anything anymore. I think that's a very real stance. Yeah, I mean, a very yeah. real stance, and I think it, it's. But I don't think it achieves anything. You know, no, if you, you, like, you want to stay motivated to fight these backwards ideas, then you've got to believe that it's worth doing. Oh yeah, no, I do, but I'm just like. No, but I think that as well, a big part, and this this sort of echoes back to what I was saying before, a big part of social movement is the desire to socially move without the uh, necessary reward of victory. Yeah. And that it doesn't matter if your time isn't ready for you. If you are uh, motivated by injustices in society, you should move. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I say, if you're even a baseline decent person... All that should matter to you is that these injustices exist and that you have a voice or that you can give others a voice sure. to push back against Spread it. your opinion. All right. And that that is, you know, that, that's all you can ever do. And that's well, why that's what I mean, we're doing here. That, that's, and that is even on a, a thing which comparatively is, is smaller, like vaping. The idea of that you can do something that can improve, uh, you know, people's progression away from smoking, right? Even yeah. on a level like that, socially moving people... Well, I mean, vaping is a social movement, very much so. And it's I think got a, it, it's its own little counterculture, really. Yeah. In a, in and, a sense. and in time, I, if this, you know, if the science is true and the science is solid, it will prove you right. That's 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 the reality of it. You can't Hopefully. you can't lie again about one plus one equaling two. Yeah, it but doesn't matter. It could take a long. I mean, it look can at, take a like, long look time. how long it took to actually get cigarettes to like you know publicly acknowledged. No, these shit kill you. Yeah, but but, it, but the crazy thing is that it happens because oh, yeah, one yeah. plus one does equal two. Yeah, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should lighten up proceedings anyway, and we'll uh, we'll put to bed the political uh, talk. That's probably quite quite um, quite the 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 uh, in depth. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, we ranged on for about an hour about that actually. Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of move on to talk a little bit about some of the media stuff that we've been engaging in, which is going to kind of I hopefully bleed into what we're going to talk about uh, when we come back after the break, which is going to be just uh, our plans for the next podcast, which is some really exciting stuff. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, media consumption this week, this, the thing I really want to talk about now, I'm really hoping that some of you watch The Expanse. No, I'm not. Oh, man. I'm not. Ah! Uh, if you want to talk about it, well, I'm not here, because I'll probably watch it at some point. I'm going to go for a quick piss. All right. Um, <laughs> so say everything you yeah, want yeah. to say. So, well, no, I'm not, I, won't, I won't spoil anything, because I think you should watch if it. If you like seeing Thomas Jane being all grizzled and done with shit, this is the show for you. Yeah, it's great. So in the okay. set, it's based on a series of books called The Expanse. Yeah. Um, and the setup is... Far from the future, technologically advanced, colonized Mars. They're their own planetary sure. uh, body now. They're, they're, they're separated from Earth. There are rising tensions between Earth and Mars. Right. Um, there is also a second kind of cl- almost class of human, uh, or third class of human called Belters. And they live on space stations in asteroid belts and mine them. And they've been, the people that have lived on there for so long, for so many generations, they begin to change. Uh, like So they can't go back to Earth because they, they can't take the gravity anymore because their bodies have adjusted to living in low gravity. Right. So when they go to Earth, Earth, it feels like they're being crushed. Wow. Um, and it's all about the political... It's it's very political uh, to start off with, especially. But um, the, the upshot is basically there's this thing called the proto-molecule, which right. is this 
nano it's almost like you know nanobot gray goo type thing sure okay but alien mongols coming back uh, uh it, but the whole story is told from varying perspectives that, in, that eventually intertwine it's fucking brilliant okay, on netflix out. strongly recommend it the second series has just started oh i've been loving the absolute shit out of it okay. it's, i'll check it out it's, sure. i strongly recommend it. i think you, like you would love it. since battlestar galactica i've really wanted a nice kind of space opera thing the, to get this into. will this will so scratch that, that edge it. for you i swear to god it is exactly it's, uh, what you're looking for yeah because it was exactly what i was looking for because it bridges that line between it's got a little bit of game of thrones-esque political maneuverings in there it's got a little bit of noir pi stuff in there sure, sure. it's got a little bit of firefly uh, it's got a little bit of kind of uh um star slash mm-hmm. maybe a bit of babylon 5-esque yeah stuff yeah I'm, it. I'm digging that uh, it, it's it's fucking brilliant um it's got a very there's a lot of little Firefly-esque bits about it as well which is like, cool they get they get a ship uh, <laughs> called the Rossinate um, it's fucking brilliant it's brilliant it's, I'd strongly recommend it I know, I'm definitely up for that that sounds um, great so uh, other stuff that um, have you caught up with Ruby where are you up to oh uh, I have not watched any more since oh, last week I haven't had a chance to I've been too uh, busy watching um, <laughs> quite sadly um, the uh, sips of the Yogscast Playing a uh, farming simulator 2017. <laughs> oh god! With, with Shin. Oh and, okay. I mean, I'll, I've watched the Oscars for years. I don't watch much of the main channel anymore. Yeah. Uh, I watch the GTA and That's the PTT stuff watch, off yeah, the main yeah, yeah. channel. I watch a lot of Shin stuff still, and I watch a lot of Sips and half and half films as well. Half films are phenomenal. Half films, fucking amazing. I Literally, love- I, th- I've, I honestly think they're some of the best content creators out there for that kind of media. I'm oh, yeah. surprised they're not gigantically more popular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, they're, they're, they're fantastic. Just so funny. Yeah. The, brilliant. The, just the stuff they talk about just while they're playing. Like, I'll watch them doing, like, three-player GTA races, which, if you were just watching it with no one talking, it would be incredulously dull. Yeah. Whereas the three of them talking, it's like I find myself I can sit there and not even pay attention to the race and just it's listen phenomenal. to them. Chat. Yeah, well, it's, it's like a podcast honest, with like a little bit phenomenal. of visual noise to it. Like, but uh, oh, guys, actually, you got to see the uh, the thing they did during the Jingle Jam, which was the um, oh the music Star video. War- no the Star Wars D and D. Well, it's not D and D, but it, it's basically a version of a role playing game based on Star Wars. They did with Hat Films and Pyrian Flax. <laughs> Pyrian Flax playing a character hit, called Bodega, <laughs> the most dangerous man in the galaxy. <laughs> and um, it's absolutely top draw Sweet. because like Bodega is this character that Perian's come up with on the Triforce podcast and he basically at the end of every Triforce podcast he puts a um, a Bodega segment in which is a short continuous story that he's been sort of writing yeah. which is kind of very pulp uh, sci-fi <laughs> slash noirish kind of slash western basically and um, just going to add Triforce to my podcast. it's fantastic it is it's great as well it's basically kind of old dad jokes then into a Bodega segment and Bodega is phenomenal it's like the, the last bit of the podcast generally that's highly it's i highly recommend it but anyway his his introduction of his character in the in the uh, role-playing session is absolutely fantastic they play this music which is like oh, <laughs> <laughs> so good with like this western beat behind it <laughs> it's like these indians chanting bodega it's fantastic <laughs> and then like while he's doing that he like flicks the top of his bottle it makes that kind of poof, 
sound. And like he's got a vape as well, so he like vapes out of this cloud of vape just oh. all to introduce his character. It's absolutely fan fucking tastic. I couldn't recommend it more. Perion's one of my favourite people actually on uh, uh, the Ogs, really. Even though he doesn't do a lot on on. on yeah. His channel, he actually, he's got some really funny segments, really good stuff. Uh, I watched the um, first episode on, again, on the, on Sips channel, uh, him and Terps. Again, that <laughs> Sips and Terps' chemistry is brilliant. It's very close to the Sips and Shin Dad chemistry. jokes, mate. Dad jokes. And they're doing, basically, it's just the two of them playing Hearthstone. Okay. And since they're both dads, they've called it Dad Decks. Yeah. Yeah, send us deck picks. I think it's just, just after the Jingle Jam yeah. when they recorded it, and um, Terp still had the tash. Because <laughs> I think he, for a certain amount of money, he was shaving. You know, it was yeah, just basically yeah, said, yeah. I'm going to do it, but I'm not doing it all at once like everyone else just does. I'm going to go through as many embarrassing styles as possible. <laughs> and he had the proper, like, dad tash going on at the start. <laughs> and they were just like, I think he opens up and goes, Sips, Sips, it's Magnum P.I. <laughs> he has a razor with him, and he does, he shaves during the, the um, episode. Fantastic. And he's obviously, like, obviously, I'm not going to do a Hitler, but I'm a big fan of Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> <He> does, <laughs> and does the, um, oh, the toothbrush tash. Brilliant. And has that for a little bit of the thing. It's just like hilarious watching him shaving it initially in there. Yeah, it looks quite good. Fantastic. Nice. No, it's great. Um, I've been I'll tell you what I've been catching up but I've been like addicted to recently been watching uh, Jesse Cox and the Scary Game Squad's playthrough of Resident Evil 7 that's been really good I know I've I've slept through a lot of it but the bits I've been awake for it's been been really good Jesse Cox is great Jesse Cox is really really underrated he can I know he can some people find him quite irritating at times (laughs) and he can like like, some of his stuff is quite full on but I find him really compelling he's actually really fucking switched on intelligent guy yeah he's just he's an emotional guy as well yeah. and I think that's the key thing you can connect to him a bit more emotionally yeah definitely I think he's I think he's really fucking really when he was cool running his esports creator. team man I mean that's that, like the, the, you got the, to see a journey of a guy who self-funded an esports team yeah and how he the went about making it the best things he put out and how and, and how it all fell apart and you know the emotional effect that has on a guy who you know is, is just trying to do that yeah I mean, it was, while as like TB maybe kind of did that thing a bit more uh, behind scene you just got to see you know, the much more kind of matter of fact realities of yeah. you know the team is closing down from jesse you got a much more kind of emotional responses and only you know i tried to make something happen yeah. and uh you know the whole industry shit on me basically yeah. <laughs> you know it was really that was really fascinating but yeah the the playthrough of so resident evil 7 looks fucking amazing mm. like i'm genuinely psyched about it coming out uh for pc i i'm i've seen videos man it looks it looks, it looks, it looks good. it's a return to form so it's going to be interesting how they fuck it up this time <laughs> uh, but but um yeah the playthrough that they've done so it's um jesse cox uh the completionist um i can't remember the other two some other guys a couple of other other youtubers um but oh, they're so funny together because they do they do loads of, they play scary games together sure, sure the first one they played they did a long series of was um what was that was it the one that had warden from yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. the so actor who played ward in yeah, Legends of Shield, um, yeah because we were like well he's like obviously a, it's, it's be almost like uh, it's like ward. a story driven game kind of choo- okay. choosy yeah quick time eventy type thing sure, but sure. it's fucking brilliant and depending on how things play out like you've got to solve the mystery okay and it's it's fucking their playthrough of it is fantastic <laughs> um i'd strongly recommend checking all that stuff out but um on that it's been wrestling <laughs> Sure. There's been some really interesting shit happening yeah. in wrestling recently. Um, so we've just had the Royal Rumble. 
which was interesting. <laughs> so you Gave know about the feelings. whole Roman Reigns thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, have you seen the disappointment mm. videos of that? No. There's no, this is funny, man. So oh, it's I like just... they have like different people's reactions. They're obviously recording <laughs> themselves watching the Rumble. Oh, brilliant. And then there's all these reactions of people like as the Roman Reigns music comes on. <laughs> And like the look, the, ch- the looks on their faces, like just, I can't. Are you fucking kidding me? It's great. You're yeah, gonna have to watch it. Literally, we were like, we were getting so into it. We we're like, right, there's only this many people left. We've had this guy, we've we're had like, this guy, Joe, but we you. haven't had this guy. Yeah, it could be. So, and then his his music hit. We we're like, well, that's the wrong Samoan called Joe. That's literally, literally, guys. You got to look at these uh, these videos, these reaction videos that that are exactly like you. Just well, sounded. it was literally like we were sat there and that music hit, and it was the reason everyone's reactions like that is because it was everyone simultaneously having di- Vince McMahon's dick swapped in their face. <laughs> it was just, well, that's a cock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so fucking bad. So yeah, for those that don't know, WWE Royal Rumble, thirty man uh, battle royale, um, all they come out in one by one. Uh, sure. Roman Reigns came out at thirty. Uh, Roman Reigns is just the worst. Oh, he's not the worst actually. He's, just... he's booked the worst. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's a completely serviceable wrestler. He's not the most exciting guy, but he can go in the ring. Yeah, he's very pretty. But he's being pushed as this huge baby face, and people don't want him. No, he and would WWE be a great won't heel listen. Well. <laughs> so he they just be- keep booking him as if he's this Superman hero that everyone loves, and he's just getting completely the opposite like, reactions. So they even go as far as to uh, mute crowd reactions to him. So when he comes wow. out and gets booed, well, Kevin I told Dunn's you about like, the um, bring, brings the crowd down and like basically makes it sound like cheering. I told you about when he had that match with Chris Jericho, uh, and they were editing it so that people's reactions to Chris Jericho winning the US title which were quite jubilant, were being um, switched with people's reactions to, to Roman winning the title, which were quite devastating. Yeah. So making it look as if people were cheering for Roman and booing wow. Jericho. <laughs> That's some crazy shit, dude. Yeah, it's some real... Oh, you want to talk about your propaganda and your media manipulation, you know? Yeah, well, never mind, never mind that... Linda McMahon is in Trump's fucking cabinet. Well, she gave him six million dollars. Well, you know? yeah. Well, don't so forget Trump. She cut earned that Vince position. McMahon's hair. So well, we- don't forget Trump is in the WWE Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, so I oh, think we should yeah. just instead of referring to him as President Donald Trump, we should refer to him as WWE, WWE Hall of Famer, Famer Donald Trump. <laughs> I second that motion. Yeah, yeah, completely. Well, no, WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. But I mean, is this where I think if we reached a point in time when? Wrestling is emulating politics, and politics is emulating wrestling. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's always been that crossover. I and mean, Jesse Ventura, he, he's got to be one of the early yeah. Yeah. crossover success stories. <laughs> I would vote for Ve- Jesse I Ventura. I want to get his inside so, I mean, knowledge on, on the, uh, the podcast. The and Joe was trying to convince him to, to run, yeah, to run in 2020. It's like, seriously, run in 2020. People <laughs> will vote for you. Yeah. You tell it how it is, how you see it, and how you want to fix it. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, completely. Do I, I he, he does. I mean, he fits that outsider mold, which yeah. is a lot of what put Donald Trump in power, isn't it? That yeah. idea that oh, this guy is going to fix the system because he isn't part of the system. And finally, finally, they might let him in the CIA <laughs> to see the aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a governor. Why won't you let me in? Wouldn't it be sure great though if like they actually do like you know there is an alien right and they say okay dude you, you can you can come and see it come and see it so they take him Jesse Ventura would give us disclosure no, but no but like. And they finally reveal it. He's expecting like something massive, and it's literally just like a fucking microbe. 
<laughs> this. We scraped this off the moon. <laughs> this is the great Flavel Schlavel beast. <laughs> um, so, like, he did this show, which was, uh, what was oh, it? the conspiracy. I can't remember what it's called. It might even have just been called Conspiracies with Jesse or something. <laughs> Jesse Ventura investigates. I think. Right. But oh, the best part was with June one, Sarpong. June fucking Sarpong was like one of his assistants on it. Yeah. <laughs> How did they meet, you know? I don't know. It's like, what is uh, June Sarpong? Yeah, you know, that well-known conspiracy theorist that used to host T4. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's, Could have been okay. worse. Could have been Richard Bacon <laughs> of Blue Peter, Coke Shame, and The Big Breakfast. <laughs> oh, I miss The Big Breakfast. Uh, like, Breakfast TV, is that still a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Just, I'm never it's up with breakfast. Piers fucking Morgan, isn't it? Oh, God. oh geez. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I think um, I think we're going to kind of uh, take another break um, and then we'll uh, come back. And uh, so, yeah, this, the, like, the, we're going to talk a bit about what we're going to be doing uh, with the new podcast. The reason it's a bit more media related is because it's going to be a bit more story focused. <laughs> but uh, we'll uh, I'll enlighten you in a little bit more. I mean, we've mentioned about it before, but we'll go into it in a bit more detail in the uh, the closing segment. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll be back shortly, and I shall listen to leave you to listen to some uh, more mellow sounds of Buzzard King. <laughs> Uh, what song are we going for this time? Um, I can't remember the name of it, so I'm going to tell them when they come back. Okay, cool. Because I'm not actually, <laughs> I've not decided yet, so uh, I'm going to decide okay, now, cool, and right. then uh, it's one of two. Okay, so, nice. and I'll I'll name it after we come back. So, groovy. so yeah, enjoy some music. Have fun. Bye. 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 Oh, 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 oh,
And welcome back to the final part of uh, episode three of the Rambling Vapors. I uh, hope you enjoyed the Buzzer King there. Damn it. I need to just check the name of the song. He uh, did check before we left, but then we wouldn't have smoking now. He's forgotten. It's Diesel. That was Diesel and Danger that you were just listening to there. Um, yeah, like again, I will listen to, I will listen to, I already do listen to, I will link to Buzzer King social media and Bandcampy type stuff. So if you want, I recommend checking them out. Anyway. We're back just to kind of wrap up proceedings as we usually do and just talk about where we wanted to go, what we're doing, the next podcast that's going to be coming out from us. It's not going to be standling, stand, stand. standard rambling <laughs> vapors affair. <Standard. clears throat> there will be rambling, so, I don't know. Oh, I'm sure there will. <laughs> but uh, so um, myself, Ian, Bungle, and Naomi are going to be doing some. We wanted to play D&D. We love our RP and we've done some really good D&D campaigns in the past <laughs> and we really want to do another one. And we thought, well, why don't we turn it into a podcast as well? So you're going to be seeing... um oh, uh, hearing. Well, no, on the on the feeds, you're going to be seeing these other podcasts coming out on the Rambling Vapors feed, which is going to probably be... It's either going to have a different title altogether, or it's going to be called. It's going to well, it'll have the same title because it, it pulls the title from the feed. But um, it will have a you know a, like a subtitle be like. So we're thinking about calling it on air because the RP system that we're using is called air. Um, but it will have a, an obvious title to signify that it's one of the D and D episodes. Um, and uh, so Ian is going to be our wonderful yep. DM. He's already done some amazing. <laughs> this guy is such a well, fucking yeah. awesome, <laughs> awesome DM. So, like in our first campaign, he made us um, all our own spell books that were like bound with nuts and bowls, and they were fucking awesome. It was great because you can undo the nuts and bowls to add pages to them as you leveled up and got more shit. It was <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then, it, like, we had fucking like sea maps, and oh, it was fucking brilliant. Um, but this, uh, and then there was the campaign that we did after that. It's like my campaign, yep. my character. I had all these because I held all the 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 lords, the goddy yep. type things that I prayed to. Yeah, um, House of the Fallen. House of the Fallen. That was, that was it. it. Um, I've still got all this stuff up in the yeah. folder upstairs. The Weeping King, all that shit. Um, oh, and yeah, I had all these gorgeous laminated pieces, uh, which detailed all about how I go about, uh, like calling on the particular member of the House of Fallen and what I had to do in repping, uh, recompense, repen- yeah. recompense for their services and their assistance and stuff. Oh, it, was, it was absolutely fantastic. So, uh, and for this one, we've got, because we're going to be doing this in front of microphones and uh, we, uh, I might actually post some pictures of this on my Instagram as it goes. Um, because we're going to be doing this, we've got these little, he's made us these gorgeous little boxes which have got like a whiteboard inside, a magnetic pen which sticks to the whiteboard, which has got a whiteboard eraser built into the lid and then it just works as a little box to roll your dice in and you can make notes on the whiteboard and stuff and they're just gorgeously decorated got, oh, they're yeah. fucking awesome like, I'll, say, I'll, post, I'll post some photos on Instagram of them they're fucking brilliant no thank you yeah, <laughs> no but I mean it's it's going to be good fun and I think that the main thing about it is it's going to be more of a, a trial see how it goes yeah, ultimately we all want to role play again, yeah I that's, think. And that's I've been I've been jonesing for it hard like yeah, yeah since we all broke up really well, it's like we were just, just saying outside, outside uh, while we were having a, a talk which which is uh, basically we're going to we're going to put this out out and we're gonna see how uh, you guys like it. So if you know if it gets lots of downloads and stuff, and we get or we get some positive feedback, then uh, yeah, sure. I'll, we'll keep pushing it out. If we don't get so many um, like 
so much positive feedback or it doesn't seem like it's taking off what we may do what we probably will do actually is continue to record and um i'll release large segments um as periodic kind of like audio book slash play things sure. just like more long format than what you're getting in a podcast episode which is about two hours sure. on average between one and a half to two hours probably thinking more like six to seven hour affairs that you yeah. probably break up in fact i might even sub them into chapters or something i think it'll just go organically through story arcs as we progress yeah. there'll yeah, be natural maybe. breaking points you yeah know, when but I'll, I'll upload i'll probably upload if we go that route i'll probably upload them and sell them off as like individual pieces of content not like like you know maybe a couple of books an episode or whatever sure nothing nothing like I think the big thing, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, we're going to endeavor to have a a fuckload of fun. I know I am. Yeah, And it's, you know, we'll continue essentially doing it really for ourselves. Yeah. I think just because we just, we we just love it. it. It's it's a great experience. And even if you don't like what we do or you don't enjoy it uh, as an experience listening to it, I do recommend that you do really try a pen and paper RPG at some yeah, point. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. The like, experience I, of being involved in one is something quite special. I would imagine a lot of people that we talk... A lot of people uh, in our audience are probably gamers. Yeah. Um, and if you like that, if you like RPGs and gaming, it's just... You will you will enjoy um, D&D or paper, pen and paper RPG. Uh, the, 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 the main thing is, like, your first few sessions, you're going to be awkward and it's going to feel weird. Sure. But eventually you do get into the groove of it. And... That's the one thing I wanted to say in regards to this. For the first few episodes, there may be a little bit of clunk with yeah. us uh, because it's, it's been natural. a while since we've all RP'd. So, and you always do have that bit where you've just got to kind of get into the groove of your character because the first few sessions are always about a bit of discovery about your character because as much as you set up their backstory and so on, you need to get into a groove with it. Yeah, the character's sort of rubber has to meet the, the road in a sense. And yeah. it, you kind of get that yeah. experience when you see how that concept of a character coexists with the setting and yeah. the themes that are going on yeah, and their interactions with all the other characters. And I think that it, it naturally sort of finds its way after a little while. And I think, I think we will. And I think, you know, as I say, it'll be, it'll be fun for us and how it gets released to you, I think will be uh, what we, we think really is the, is the best format for it. So you'll get the best quality product. I think we can give. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's episodically or as, as a grand piece or, or whatever, I mean, we'll see what works. Yeah, yes, yeah, definitely. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, uh, looking forward to it. You, you you will get the treat of Bungle's inevitable awesomeness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just- but Bungle, by the way, has like he's 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 had some cracking character. I mean, we've oh. all had, I think, cracking characters. Hopefully, we, we yeah. all think that. Oh way. yeah, definitely. But I think like. Um, Bungles often really had some some Bungles shining. Bungles always moments. had just like the the best comic moments. Yeah, I, I, uh, whenever it's come to RP, it's like it, whenever I've read up on like D and D stuff, it, the, the ones that have really appealed to me are the ones that are a bit more rather than sort of your very serious this 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 this. It's more like I want this, but I want to be a bit of a like like my first character being a mage, but he was also a massive womanizing Lothario. Yeah. <laughs> It's fantastic. It was so much fun to play. It was Harry Potter XXX, let's be honest. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was good, man. It was fantastic. It was just, that first they, campaign was yeah, there was, were these moments where it was like uh, your character would go somewhere and yeah. I'd be handing out all these pieces of paper to everybody that kind of secretly explain basically things that their character knows that other people don't. And the ones I'd be handing to everybody else was oh, you know, you you know this guy, he's kind of wronged you in the past, all this kind of stuff, right? Bungle's one was like uh, well, 
you slept with this person and this person, <laughs> yeah. and the leading parties here hate you. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Festival of Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> you have a whole festival named after a, a time period where by which you uh, bedded the, uh, the the daughter of the emperor. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's amazing. Um, that one. So start whispering that so and so's returned. Yes. Just uh, just telling you guys to do that. <laughs> just like wait for it. Wait for it. Boom! Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, there's been some really fantastic moments, and you'll get you'll get um, the experience of Naomi. Like Naomi's an award-winning author, yeah. so her characters are always really, really yeah. rich and really interesting and really well thought out. Yeah, um, yeah she's probably got the best character. Um, yeah, I, I think really yeah. characterization kind of like I think the whole group. Dynamic yeah. tends. I mean, this is this is my belief, uh, and this is why I enjoyed being a, a game master for you guys so much. It was the, the fact that the group naturally. I mean, you, you, I guess you as the audience, you hear how how the guys all interact and stuff. But as a game master, kind of leading these guys through a adventure, they <laughs> bounce off kind of each other really well, and is unpredictable as all. Oh God, fuck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like. But that's that's the great thing, right? Like as a, as a someone running a session, as yeah. a game I mean, to mastering. Gi- to give you an idea, here's these ca- two who have oh, I still love the the early days of the first campaign. Was like, right, I've got a backstory for these two. Hopefully, they'll take them onto the crew. Oh shit, they're dead and overboard. Fuck. Well, it was the first game. Yeah. It, it was the very first fight in our very first like episode, episode <laughs> session. The, we ju- there was this one guy that he had created that was like badass, yeah, badass. badass, and he walked into the room and we literally just threw him out of a window, dead instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fell, fell like five floors. That was it, goner. And then it was. <laughs> but the great thing about that was, so there's this mercenary <laughs> band that had been sent to sort of kill you guys, and you were just supposed to kill them all, right? This is just literally supposed to be, you know, this is your first little combat test and yeah. see how you will perform and stuff. So what the guys did was they beat them down. But then they made them submit, and made a whole bunch of them essentially join the crew. Yeah. <laughs> so they had all of these NPCs, that's non-player characters, basically, who were now part of their entourage, if you like. And some of them became pretty important characters. Oh yeah, yeah. Cleve, Sajima, Hajika, all three of those guys were yeah, pivotal. Yeah. It's like you know, I did my character starting off, you know, really almost righteous kind of, you know champion of his people but, uh, Great but hated arc. by them and uh, basically I ended up being the bad guy of the next campaign. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean like, uh, it's kind of a real sort of sense of tragedy in your character yeah. and uh, you know you were saying Nye does it very well with the characterization. I think actually I mean at the time we were all kind of like, oh no he's going to go evil kind of thing but I think actually if you look at it as a story piece yeah. that was yeah. perfect. Um, also like, I th- my crowning achievement for that entire campaign was the speech that I had to give to why they shouldn't oh, it was amazing. my people in front of me. So yeah, this is the kind of thing that you're going to get to get to enjoy and hopefully you'll dig it. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, our feedback is always welcome. We'll, we'll always uh, read your emails at ramblingvapors at gmail.com um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say before closing as well is you might know, as you know, we've been playing music in the breaks now. Uh, if there's anyone out there who's got some kind of music, don't care what genre, I'll quite happily listen to anything. If if I like it, if we think it's good, we'll quite happily play it on here, give you a bit of free promotion shit. Yeah. So all about it helps helps me discover new music, which is always one of my favourite things to do. So sure. uh, yeah, please do send yeah. any 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 music you like featuring on podcasts at ramblingvapors at gmail.com. Obviously uh, stuff you have the listen. rights to. Yeah, of course. Obviously <laughs> stuff that you've made and you have the rights to. Don't just yeah. go and send in Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or something. <laughs> 
we're going to get rickrolled so hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet we are. And to be honest, I kind of look forward to getting rickrolled. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. Like, if we get rickrolled, I will play the rickrolls. I, I will put two rickrolls in You the need your breaks. response to the rickrolling. That's what you yeah. need. You need to record you uh, clicking that play button. Rickrolls or dick pics. <laughs> no dick pics, please. No. Dick rolls. Rick dicks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I think yeah, so that's that's kind of what we wanted to cap off and round up and just. Uh, Naomi's already gone to bed, but she said, "Did say good night." It's late. And yeah, it's she, late. Yeah. It is late, um, and it's a school night. So, yep, I have work in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I did up until uh, about yeah, we heard your phone go off for yeah, for yeah, you. I got the day. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, we're gonna love you and leave you. And we'll hopefully be back in the not too distant future with some fantastic exploits <laughs> and adventure. Yeah. Strength on our guys. Yeah. Take it easy. Cheerio. Love you. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our time together today on this tumultuous journey through minds so distorted they barely qualify as such. Please do join us again in another time, at another place, for another glimpse into the profoundly strange and fascinating world of the Rambling Vapors. Release. If you would like to contact either Nero or Bungle with comments, suggestions for topics, or just to say hey, please drop them a line at ramblingvapors at gmail.com. But be prepared, as your sanity may come into question upon reading their response. It's a mutiny. <clears throat> mutiny. <clears throat> mutiny. 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 Houdini! Houdini! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. That's going to the outtakes. That's the Ewoks from the crazy the Ewoks, C-3PO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two sun people. Oh, man. They're just like basically a weird sort of gargly sort of... No, aren't they? Oh, 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 oh. Or, or whatever the... <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. It's a more base to it. That's uh, that sounds like a deaf Chewbacca. That's um, or do all deaf people sound Wookie like Chewbacca? For, I cannot hear you. I am deaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, motherfucker! Do deaf R two D two? No, that that because it's just beeps and boops. Yeah, so it'd be like a muted horn. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> oh dear! Well. This is going to be a great outtake. I'll just us mocking death people. Well, deaf people, not death people. Death people would be like, oh, to your face. And bring the microphone to your face. Bring the microphone to your face. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Bring nice. some class to this, gentlemen. Choir yeah. boy. Yeah. I used to be a choir boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was Roman Catholic, so I did. I did it like a six-month stint as a choir boy. I had a really cool priest, though. He rode a motorbike. <laughs> I was going to say a really cool priest. His penis tasted delicious. <laughs> and he, he, it wasn't a motorbike he was riding. Let's be honest, Carl. Right? Like, where did we might need that a little bit closer? Right, just we will bring the, it. We'll bring it. Just look at like yeah. J- just yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean, right. the, the only thing I never did was like that whole. Um, should I stop this, actually? Well, no, no, no. no, no, no. I'm, the I'm, other I'm thing, getting like, some levels. Yeah, it was the, the scouts thing. Were you guys scouts? Yeah, or? I was he, Beaver Cubs. I, I was Cubs, but I got kicked out. I never did any of that kind of stuff, and Dave did all, all this kind of stuff, and I was like, all that kind of after-school club stuff. 
never did any of that, right? And it was kind of, I don't know, it's it's a weird thing because it all See, has I, that slight religious undertone sort of elements I to it. I did yeah. army cadets. Right. Um, and I did army cadets and then, I, well, no, I started off in Cubs, got kicked out of Cubs, did army cadets, got kicked out of army cadets. Right. Um, did, I did some other, oh, I did karate and got kicked out of karate. Wow. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a good kid. <laughs> I uh, I got kicked out of Cubs for fighting, Army Cadets for selling drugs, and Karate for being on drugs. Right. Yay. The cycle of life right there. The circle. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking 21 town of that shit as well. Like selling it, getting half your own supply. <laughs> They get kicked out of karate for it. Dude, there's like a whole gangster movie in we there. You're like, right? say hello to my little friend and then judo chopped him. <laughs> 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 Can you imagine like a Jackie Chan movie with like, where he's actually a drug dealer? That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, man. He would never do it. No, he would never do it. All right, I think we should... Uh, yeah, stop yeah, that. Stop that. Well, I think we're getting a bit too good shit. <laughs> Like a car bonnet. On it like a car bonnet. That's a great saying. Can you keep going? I need a bit more. Bit more, bit more, bit more, bit more. More views into your private lives. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> I was say, that was like really disinterested level. Bit more, bit more, bit more. Bit more. Bit more. Bit more. <laughs> Nearly there. Nearly like... there. Are you Nearly done yet? There. Oh, God. <laughs> like... Right. Okay, let's do the round robin. One. Wait, which way are we going? Left. Always go left. Okay. okay. So right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Straight away. Right. 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 Oh fuck it! <laughs> so it it's usually you. It's always me, isn't it? Is it? Ladies and gentlemen, right, okay. we got him. <laughs> Pop it. You hesitate. Twist it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great game, man. It's a it. <laughs> it's a, like that is a drinking game right there. Yeah. Right, okay. Um it's just a disambiguation of fuzzy duck. <laughs> Which one's fuzzy duck? Fuzzy duck, fuzzy duck, fuzzy duck, fuzzy duck, does he? I don't know that one actually. Ducky fuzz, ducky fuzz, ducky fuzz going the other way. Yeah. And basically the slip up is if you say fuck he does or does he fuck? Does he fuck, yeah, okay. Okay. See what was Ibble Dibble? Oh the one that we used to play with uh, Bill. Ibble I it, yeah, it was James's uh mom's ex boyfriend. I Bill. never played it with them, but I played it with Yeah, so you basically you got a cork. Uh, and you hit, and it was like I, okay. Kyle, Ibble, Dibble, you, James, to Ibble, Dibble. Are you sure you something. didn't just imagine? This? But basically, if you <laughs> fucked, you had to keep doing it round and round and adding more Ibble Dibbles. And if you fucked it up, you had to burn the end of the cork and rub it on your head. How right. is that a game? <laughs> like, because it left a black mark on your yeah, head. Yeah, but like, what? The black mark. Burn yourself. You had to, um, you had, like, basically. I love it. I love it, it Carl. How, like, so say you had two I, black marks. I love marks. the fact that you did that and I never had to. So, no, it, it was, <laughs> like, because like, you had two black marks. I had to say to you, Ibble Dibble twice to you because you had two. So right. you always had to remember to say enough Ibble Dibbles as there were on someone's head. But it, when it got really interesting was when, when you ran out of room and you had too many Ibble Dibbles on your head so you couldn't see how many Ibble Dibbles there were and you'd be like Ibble Dibble Ibble Dibble ah, fuck and then you had to Ibble Dibble Do you ever think it'd be easier to just drink? And then you had to drink as well. What? Noise. 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 Probably need some levels. Noise. I think how big is the noise? I don't know. How big is the noise? I can't see. Oh fucking. I can't see it. 
There's a PC in the fucking. Mic. Well, okay. Uh, the noise is the, my noise is meh. My noise needs to be bigger. <laughs> oh God! Um, Terrifying words you never want to hear from Kyle. So that'll be an outtake to be sampled. The and whole cut. thing. Yep. <sighs> right. Take two. Take Clap. two. We're back. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, one and all. I keep doing hand gestures like I'm fucking talking to an, a crowd of people. It makes me feel very important. Yeah. yeah it's all directed. It's all directed yeah. towards me. I am the audience, Kyle. Yes. <laughs> Entertain me. So welcome so welcome back to um, Rambling Vapors. This is uh, season two, episode two. Two 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 two. Desmond uh, two two. Um, we are me and myself and it's my cohort Pingle again joined once again by uh my Desmond. significant other Ian and oh. my other significant other maybe Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Maybe I've been like downgraded since the last <laughs> <It's gone. laughs> No. Uh, my, my my lovely my lovely partner in crime. Uh <laughs> Love for had to think about it though. Had to think you? about it. Had to think about it. I know. Well, it's just normally babe, isn't it? I can't just be like, this is babe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, 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 we have a pig. From <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> now you've gone too It was far. either that or Babe Ruth, like yeah. <laughs> the baseball player. Um. So yeah, we're back. We've got some uh, some rage vape news lined up for you as well. Some uh, <clears throat> some political. Sh- Rage. Rage. rage, rage, It's just this rage. This might isn't be it, quite really? a ragey episode, actually. Yeah. So yeah, we've got we've got some cathartically uh, ragey. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, an intelligently ragey, I hope. Like you know, some intelligent. Uh, uh, what's the word? Um, discourse. Discourse. Not just discourse. Analysis. 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 Yeah. Analysis yeah. from lefty liberals. Um, <laughs> uh, the take on the right wing <laughs> phenomena that's sweeping yeah. the world at the moment. Um, All this coming from Kyle, the skinhead. <laughs> I am literally probably the most liberal person in this room. Uh, I know, but it's hilarious. It's not a competition, though. I know, I'm just saying. (laughs) Wow, that's actually a really right-wing way of putting your liberalism across. I have you know I am the most liberal. (laughs) I am the greatest liberal, uh, and it will be great, and I am great, and yeah. Sad. There will be a wall built between all other liberals and me. (laughs) A wall of liberalism. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, other than uh, some vaping news we've got uh, and some politics stuff, we've just got the general usual inane chatter. I, I tend not to structure the ones where we've got more than me and Bungle on too much because it never holds. No. No. It, it very rarely holds when it's just you and me. <laughs> well, that's very fucking true. Very fucking true. Um, There's a pretense there, though. We, we try. I, I, I tr- we I'm try trying, so hard. I am trying so hard every time. It's just... it takes work and I'm lazy I think the organic nature of it is oh, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the thing that's the thing that makes you guys great I am, I am realising though that I'm going to find it really keeps, hard to read this sucking, fucking article sucking, yeah. because <laughs> it's I've got pop shield so I've bought new mics uh, for me and Bungle so you might see some slight quality increase in sound um, but uh, the new pop shield and the new mics I can't see my laptop I literally just can't see it at all I'm just going to have to be like this yeah, that's what I'm gonna have to do. That's the next thing, just a, a table. Just yeah, well, um, I was talking like I was talking, so I might get a kind of promotion pay rise at some point. If I do, we may move, uh, to somewhere with an extra bedroom that'll turn into a studio. Mm. And then there'll be egg cartons all over the walls, and I, you know. Oh no, I'm. I'll use um foam, because that's sound of foam. <laughs> yep. So that's that. Yeah. No, I'll use uh, like proper sound dampening foam. I think. Okay. Um. Or or maybe egg cartons. It's cheap. Yeah. Sure. Which eat lots of eggs. This is the problem is I only eat duck eggs these days. Yeah. Uh, well, they only eat duck eggs. <laughs> 
And the only Karen box is of six. I can't get a tray of duck eggs anymore. And I am am the most liberal. We should get a duck. (laughs) We should get a duck. I don't know if you... Can you keep ducks? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the guys I work with has literally this past weekend got himself two ducklings. Sorry, I was just adjusting Naomi's mic. Hey. And he was uh, telling us about it on Monday. How like literally his entire house is filled with duck shit. <laughs> okay. Because he keeps all them they in the do house. is they Maybe eat. Maybe not Because uh, they're they are they're literally ducklings. Like, so okay, cool, cool. once they're a bit bigger and older, they'll be able to live outside. But until then, they're having to basically live inside the house underneath a uh, lamp. Okay. <laughs> I was going flashbacks to friends for a minute there when you said they were living in the house yeah. and stuff. So I guess so it they is have kind of um, like that. two ducklings running around the house, which basically all they do is eat, sleep, and shit. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but that's Literally. all any animal does. That's really yeah. all we do. And yeah, we proved it do, recently. Except for um, it seems to be, oh, I'm awake. I'm eating and I'm probably shitting at the same time. It's efficient. That's, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, initially, he got them. He said, I tried them under an energy saving light bulb and it was like, that's not going to give off enough heat for a duck like, thing. You know, no, no, they're both totaled up underneath it. The only other bulb we have was 100 watt, and now they're on opposite sides of their box. Right. It's nice. away from each other as possible, because it's like, ah! <laughs> so, like, they had two, op- well, several things could have gone wrong on Monday when he left them in that box alone. It was either come home to two little cooked ducklings, uh, oh come home, they've got out of the box and covered the bathroom in shit, <laughs> or they've just decided to cark it. <laughs> Uh, or they've stayed in the box and filled the box with shit, um, and that was basically what he was going to come home to. Okay, so let's not get a dog. We should, no, we should just get an adult dog. Yeah. But where would we keep it? In the garden. In a puddle. Make a little pen. And call it mm-hmm. Jemima. Yeah. Jemima, no. Jemima if, I, if I have a if I have a duck, I'm going to call it. I don't know. It's got to be named after a wrestler. No, I call it Darkwing after Darkwing Duck. Actually, yeah, no, yeah. that's that's definitely the way to go. Um. So yeah, other than some uh, of this nonsense and the vape news we also got like a little bit of what me and bungle have been vaping the usual kind of catch up on what we've been on all that shit just yeah. to kind of keep it tangentially about vaping even though it tends to not to be that heavy 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 <laughs> don't we can't no. mock no no not again i had to cut that last time so yeah i'm gonna open up with um some some rage vape rage vape today on rage vape um, so the first one actually is not ragey. I thought I'd start off with the good this time, um, and it's it, it just goes to it, like I'm actually surprised because this is in the Evening Standard, which is you know hit and miss. It's, it's not, not the Daily Mail. <laughs> it's not the Daily Mail, but it's not like the Telegraph or the Guardian, you know. So uh, it's uh, vaping backed by health experts after six months study involving smokers. So it's really interesting. So um, recently in the UK, uh, studies just kind of come to the end of its uh, first six months. I don't know if they, it's can, continuing on, actually. But um, what they did is they started monitoring people at the beginning of them switching from e-cigarettes, uh, switching from cig- normal traditional cigarettes to uh, vaping and e-cigarettes. And um, it's the, it, the, the results are fantastic. They just only go to further the um, cause and kind of like, you know, further prove that it's 95% safer. So it's... Um, so what kind of results are you talking about? Are these like health results? Yeah, health or is results. Or psychological so results? Uh, well, this is it. it. So they go to say, uh, the scientists found who those who switched from a real to e-cigarette had far fewer toxins and cancer-causing substances in... Substances? Substances in their bodies than continual smokers after six months. 
While participants who failed to make a clean break uh, still had significant amounts of tobacco-related toxins in their saliva and urine. Um, The findings come after a Cancer Research UK-funded study involving around 181 people, uh, smokers and ex-smokers who had used uh, cigarettes or nicotine replacement therapy, NRT. Uh, products such as patches, nasal sprays, and uh, so on for like the last six months. Um, experts hope that the results will reassure would-be quitters who have been confused by mixed messages about the safety of e-cigarettes. Um, so the lead author of the paper is uh, Dr. Leon Shahab, 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 um, from the University of College London. Um, and he's like um, Leon. Lion? Lion? Is that going to be a... That's going to be a dude. He... Lion? Lion? Yeah. So, uh, he goes on to say, uh, our study adds to existing evidence showing that e-cigarettes are and NRT are far safer than smoking. <clears throat> Duh. Um, and suggests that there is a very low risk of stay associated with their long-term use. <laughs> Fucking yes! Yes, 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 all of that. It's really... It's really, like, so... We do send the UK tends to be really at the forefront of the positive message coming out about vaping. It's been the Royal Society of Physicians and you know London College. Yeah, because I was going to ask this because isn't isn't Cancer Research UK aren't they pro uh, e cigs as well? Yeah, yeah, they uh, are. And, and as you say, the Royal College of uh, Physicians is as well. And and I think really most medical sort of boards here are. But still, the government is is against it. Yeah, which is kind of, well, it's, it's like it's, classic kind the of. The government's not necessarily against it. They've just been they've they've regulated it, but they've gone a little over the board overboard with the regulation. Sure. Um, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> oh well, quite significantly actually. It's very significant. The TPD is a piece a piece of shit. But when you look at it in comparison to what's happening all over America at the moment, in terms of um, just move it, uh, in terms of um, vaping and the FDA, it's fucking crazy it's like literally crazy you know they're sure. they're, cha- they're putting like a na- i think it was um i can't remember which state it was but they're like trying to put a 95 percent tax on pro- uh, tobacco products and such uh-huh. which will include e-cigarettes it's fucking mental <laughs> um i mean the worst stuff that we're happening that's happening here is the reduce reduction of tank sizes and the uh, reduction of bottles of juice that you can uh, size of bottles of juice you can buy they're the two big uh, impact, oh shit, impactful things that are really happening over here. The juice ones are cunt, but having said that, there are some places now stocking uh, the, so the, the the law is that you can't sell them in more than 10 mil bottles. Okay. Which is fucked, considering yeah, 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 like no. at the moment you can buy 240 mil bottles. Um, yeah. But having said that, the places that I've seen that are selling them for 10 mils, generally speaking, the price of Three bottles of ten mils equates to the price of a thirty mil bottle now. Yeah, I actually um did pick up. I picked up some liquid from the uh, Totally Wicked store. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay, liquid. It's all their own, all their stuff. That obviously it's the high VG stuff. Um, but again, there. Yeah, so you buy one bottle for an X price, pretty fucking cheap for ten mil. But I bought three bottles, and so it was like ten ninety nine for the three thirty mil, which you'd expect for a UK made liquid. So I was going to say this, right? So, and I remember listening to you guys talking about how the impact, obviously, in America is going to significantly impact over here. And I assume that's because a lot of the products are made there. Uh, it's mainly juice and certain mods. Um, so, for example, 
it's gonna like that my Axis Vapes M17 that really high end stabilized wood mod sure <clears throat> that was made handmade in America and it had to be shipped sure. over from America that's going to become increasingly hard. I mean, I had to pay a fucking eighty-five pound import tax on this. But then, if if you're saying that we're becoming uh, a more sort of freer market for that kind well, of thing, we're, are we're, we looking no, at a situation we're, we're, where we might then become more of the manufacturer of this no, kind of stuff? In not the necessarily, because we're still very much limited by the TPD. The TPD still imposes massive regulations on manufacturers, right, and the okay. cost in getting things certified <laughs> is still astronomical. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> What you're probably going to see is China becoming more... Like, China's already very prevalent. I mean, this is a Chinese mod. Uh, that's the Noisy Cricket 2-25. Fucking amazing mod. We'll talk sure. a bit more about that later. But, um, <clears throat> so China do make a lot of stuff, but it's juice. Juice is the, juice is the one, because juice, big juice manufacturers tend to be America, the UK, sure. some out of Europe, but mainly America and the UK tend to be the big juice market, because Chinese juice is shit. Really? Yeah. Um, well, if you you wouldn't trust supplements from China, you probably wouldn't. I would not trust juice. <coughs> like the amount of times I supplements have been just like, a lot of poor. Uh, poor. It's it's not so much the juice itself; it's the grade of nicotine they tend to use is yeah. just not great. Also, their their um, GMP isn't up to spec a lot of the time as well. No, no, that's very true. GMP being um, goods manufacturing process. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I know that because I used to work in the pharmaceutical firm, so we had to go. We actually had the crazy thing about that: we had to increase the, um, the our practice levels in our factory and warehouse to sell our drugs in Brazil. Okay. Whereas across Europe, we were fine having <laughs> people be able to. Walk. Oh, is this um, the big guys? Yeah, the big yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, I won't mention names. Evil, the evil, evil e- company evil that staffers work with. Oh, but I, the big farmers. Yeah. 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 Actually, like South America, in in terms of uh, medical stuff, is actually often uh, yeah. quite interestingly much more advanced than you than you would think. And and yeah. even you know across multiple places in the world, you know, have this perception, this very kind of Westist perception that you know it's us yeah. and the Americans and Europe, right? There are lots of places around the world that have very very fine oh god yeah. medical services. I mean, look, at, uh, look at Japan, like their stuff's fucking sure. the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I mean. Japan's crazy. You know, there's some high high intellectual discourse there for you. <laughs> yeah. Japan's the stuff shit. is the shit. <laughs> yeah. But Japan, Japan also be crazy. Oh, yeah, but that's kind of why we love Japan. Yeah, that's all what happens right? when you cram loads of people onto horse uh, islands. I am, sorry, I, am so, I am sorry, though, but, like, no one in the Western world has the right to call any Eastern country crazy right now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> you know, we. Well, no, I think we should use um, Japan as a bit of a warning sign. Like they've got, they were very closed off traditionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small islands kept themselves to themselves. Didn't really want to deal with much outside, apart from when they were doing horrible, horrible things in China uh, to try and get more land and resources. Um, but we won't go into that. <laughs> We can use that as a warning sign. It's like, okay, so what's going to happen is we're going to close our borders off to the rest of Europe. We're going to become this little tiny closed off island. Oh shit, there's tentacle porn. That's what's going to happen. Everything is going to go to shit. We're going to have game shows where people are smashing themselves in the head with bats. I wouldn't. Oh, there's a new game show um, (laughs) coming out on Netflix called Ultimate Beastmaster. It looks the shit. So it's like this insanely over the top assault course thing. It's okay, produced no. executive producer Sly Stallone. Wow, but you know, hosted I, by Terry Crews. I can't help but be a little bit disappointed because when you said Beastmaster, I literally had visions of the nineteen eighties movie 
Oh, no. Beastmaster. <laughs> That's literally what I have in my head. I, I actually sat up in my chair properly, Carl, because I was like, oh, my God. Are people going to be, like, auditioning to be the next Beastmaster? No. Oh, man. That was, to be honest, that was my, when I heard Ultimate Beastmaster. Ultimate Beastmaster. I, I, I will have to. Thing. It just sounded like a Transformers show. Right? <laughs> well, no, you're thinking of Beast Wars. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought it sounded like a Transformer thing. Um, well, what I'm going to have, I'll have to show you the trailer in the in the break because it looks the fuck, it looks insane. It, yeah, I am, I, I'm really, really excited about it. I was really baked. We were watching, oh, we were watching uh, MMA. Yes. We were watching the like, last UFC. Cool. And it was one of the sponsored things. So every fucking sure, 10 sure, minutes, sure, sure. Um, it's not Mike Goldberg anymore. He's been fired. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's some other dude. It, in fact, they've done the WWE thing. They've got three commentators now. Okay. They've got Joe Rogan, the guy that normally does fight uh, fight night on Fox. Sure. And it was Daniel Cormier. Okay. Which he was really good actually. Man, I really I'm, I'm, him. I'm pretty out of touch with uh, the UFC these days, which is crazy considering I I, I think you it's better say I introduced it, yeah. you guys. A oh yeah, here. definitely. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. me and well, this like I was saying to Bungle earlier. Me and Naomi watch guys fighting because yeah. we watch we watch NXT WWE pay per views. Some of the weekly shows occasionally, which reminds me, I need to download SmackDown. Yeah. Um, Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground. New Japan. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, MMA. UFC. And, and then we and cycle in the line. Great British Bake Off in the summer. And <laughs> Master MasterChef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just cooking and over here. You think we watched oh. them already? Mantons are coming over and you guys have been watching MasterChef. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I was just waiting for my moment to go. Bullshit, you watch MasterChef. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I'll talk a bit more when we come on to talking generally about media later on. Um, but the Expanse season two. Oh. Um. But this is one of the reasons I love the fight game, right? Like, mm. and I think it's just that there's a natural story. And when you've watched it enough, and, and, and anybody who's watched uh, fighting enough, any kind of combat sport, you see, uh, and, and really any athletics even, uh, you see this natural story evolve, this way of like this person comes along and they're, they're ahead of their time, you know, they're a bit of a prodigy or whatever, and they, they're fantastic and amazing, they blow people away, and then you get this natural rise and fall of the champion, which is just constantly happening in the fight game. And it's just, it's fascinating to watch, because you can see those moments in time happening, right? You can, and, and you're kind of so intrinsically involved in it, but you can see the fall of a champion, right? Oh, There's yeah, very yeah, few yeah. things in, in life, really, you get to see that, and you get to see it so dramatically portrayed to you. You know, in all its bloodiness, really, uh, <laughs> d displayed to you in uh, the UFC or anything like that, and that's—I think there's just this great human drama to it, oh, and yeah, I think that's completely. why partly why wrestling's really, like it, important as well in that respect because you get that with the story elements of it. Yeah. Obviously, you kind of get the almost the aggrandizement yeah, of that. Completely, that's that's why I love wrestling. It's but, but these great stories evolve, and and in one sense, you've got these kind of. It, it kind of less dramatic maybe but real stories yeah. obviously evolve in UFC or boxing or any of these kind of things I, I say athletics is the Ooh, same like um, talking about like that um, Floyd Mayweather is trying like he's agreed to fight Conor McGregor in a boxing fight they've agreed to it but Dana White's just like nah. well, that's the theory anyway yeah. they haven't made a formal announcement because of a third party air sure. quotes yeah. and it's assumed the third party is Dana White or you know the UFC as a whole but yeah. Uh, yeah. it's not official yeah I don't okay. See how he's gonna do in a in a boxing fight against Mayweather. I um, if it was an MMA fight yeah, against yeah, yeah, yeah. Mayweather, but then... this has always been the way, right? I mean, we've had yeah. uh, we've we've had a thing for a long time. Whenever you get to mixed martial arts before the UFC, before any of that, before it was 
uh, any of these kind of things. It was just people from different schools of thought in combat sports coming together yeah. to sort of compete against one another. You had this whole thing of, of what rule set do we play by? And this is the thing. There's always this abstraction of reality, even in uh, something like the UFC or a very kind of combat-based sport, because we're looking at something which essentially guys are trying to kill each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we go if we go back in time, that's what would be happening. Guys would be killing each other. Okay. So we're trying to constantly kind of pull away from that and move to the sport element of it. But as soon as you do that, you naturally remove some of some of that element, some of the realism, if you like, and you get these kind of artificial constraints. Like you're wearing gloves, and these gloves are bigger than your hands are going to be, and that alters very subtly the way you can move. Yeah, and, and 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 lots of rules like that. As soon as you do something, where you know you can't eye gouge a guy. Speaking speaking of rules, actually, um, the UFC have changed some of theirs now. Um, a one one hand on the ground does not count as a downed opponent anymore. Right, interesting. So they can strike knee to the head if you've got one hand on the ground, which is sure. well different. Well, a lot of people yeah. are gaming that, right? Yeah. And, and this is what happens, though, and I think that's what's fascinating about that. And, and that's kind of where I was going, was this idea that the same thing happens in fencing, for example, that really fencing is just about this idea of I tagged you first, especially Olympic fencing, right? Because yeah, it's all electric, electronically wired up. No, yeah. I, I've tagged you first. No thought to what is actually... Uh, something more practiced in, say, HEMA, which is historic European martial arts, which is sort of training in from uh, treatises of the past into how sword fighting uh, in the Western sense has evolved. Uh, and that's kind of like basically dealing with this idea of how do you control something which is sparring and make it as real as possible. But as I say, pull back from that brink, and it, 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 it's a fascinating thing, which is always a, sort well, of prevalent in sport. A lot of the time, WWE wrestling doesn't pull back from that brink, and that's where you get shoot fights from. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, going to segue back to vaping news. Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the segue done. was harsh. Just yeah. a quick <laughs> and fuck um, you, Ian. Back to the news. No, I was just like I I, I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, no, I, I completely disrailed that. No, no, it's fine. That's kind of what we do, but. Um, yeah, the other article I wanted to touch on uh, before we close off vaping news. Well, the two actually, and they're both ragey, ragey. I'm not going to go into too much of uh, the first one because um, <laughs> Grim Green covered it far better than I could, and I do think you should go and watch it. It's on his last Tuesday Bro Tuesday video, um, and it's funny as fuck. So, <laughs> the entitlement of this article is "Dripping may be a new dangerous trend for teens who vape." So, right, and I, I, I'm going to paraphrase Grim Green here and say exactly what, like he said. Anyone who's listening to this that doesn't vape, or does vape but doesn't know what dripping is, dripping is just a way to get juice to your coils. That's it. You drip the juice on your coils, which has to happen anyway for vaping to happen. So the USA Today basically played it out like this dripping yeah I, I think that's the thing right it's got a, it's got that kind of name which sounds yeah, scary that's it. if you're like 50 yeah exactly <laughs> um so uh one of four high school teens who have used e-cigarettes have also tried a potentially dangerous new vaping method called dripping air quotes uh dropping e-liquid cigarette uh cigarette e-cigarette dropping your e-cigarette like it's hot Drop it like it's hot. Uh, dropping e-cigarette liquid directly onto hot coils of the device to produce thicker, more flavorful smoke, a new study found. So, 
again, I'm not going to go into this much further. It's complete utter bollocks. Uh, but the only th- like, so a you don't drip your liquid onto hot coils. You drip your liquid onto coils, then heat them up. Because dripping it directly, that's just stupid. Um, the other thing is, of juice. and also um, the only thing that it does is it intensifies flavour somewhat. Um, in terms of thicker clouds and stuff, that's all down to airflow. You can achieve thicker clouds with tanks, whatever, like TFB8. It's cloud beast. Um, but yeah, it's just. Oh, I was waiting for that one thing to happen. That mm. one thing that the media were going to latch on and be like, "This is the. This is the. This is the." Spliff of vaping, you know. It's the satanic uh, panic of vaping. Yeah, this is yeah. it. Well, the whole yeah. it's like nothing is actually happening, but let's pretend it is. Well, that's been the Speak whole. Speak to your kind child of... about dripping today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been the whole kind of fucking attitude with a lot of mainstream media. It has been almost a satanic panic on vaping. It's like, oh shit, we don't understand it. Fucking uh. yeah, when you don't understand a human being, you make him the president. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think people understood him. Well, yeah, just, that's that's the yeah. more scary part. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> well, we just want to go wrong into the microphone. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Um, so yeah, that was that that was one quick article I wanted to go. The talk on. I wanted to talk on it. Talk in on it. Uh, the other one I wanted to briefly touch on um, was because it's another rage one, um, and I was kind of it's. So it's uh, a study performed by Richard Mike MPH PhD from the Institute of Social Research in the University of Michigan. So fuck uh mm. teens who vape may be on a one-way bridge air quote to cigarette smoking. So it's more of that whole mm-hmm. fucking bullshit skewed study that says all teens that pick up vaping are inevitably going to start smoking. So- have there been any studies that show that people who have never smoked will just start vaping? Like, I, as someone who's never smoked, what are the odds that someone like me will be like, oh, I'll vape, I'll try vaping? Well, this is the thing. It's Some people do because it's the new, cooler thing. It's, yeah. You know, I can see, I can understand why yeah. some kids might, might because it's cool, you know, objectively, uh, or, or subjectively, rather. But um, even, 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 even if kid starts vaping, wouldn't you rather he started vaping than smoking? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing that always goes against this for me is like, and I guess I often do this, I chase it back for money and I just end up looking at the economic situation of it and it's like, a kid can't afford vaping. Oh, and if like your kid can afford level? vaping, then yeah. you're probably your giving your kid too much shit. money, right? Like, that, I mean, your, if your, your kid can afford vaping at, at that age, then he's probably going to grow up and get into coke. Because he's going to have a lot of disposable income on his on his hands, you know? And it's just like, you know, no, I mean, I don't know how much these things cost, but... So I your expect... position is kids who vape are on a one-way bridge to coke addiction, <laughs> not no, nicotine no, addiction. But I'm talking more that it's just... <laughs> if they've that got kind that much of, money, they're yeah. probably already into coke and selling coke. Sure, that's what that's kind of what I mean. It's just like... Do they have a friend called Pablo in Colombia? <laughs> they're mean, getting packages. I mean, how much does... Say I'm a 16-year-old, right, and I want to... You can get vape. a basic vaping starter kit uh, plus juice for probably about like £40. £40? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I did not have £40 putting around when I was 16. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a bit of... That's a lot of work on your paper round. Well, well, they're not millennials. Tennies. 
Is that, is that know, what they're called? But, yeah. and, and how long would that last me? Say, so I've spent my £40, right? I've done my paper round. Depends how much you've I've paid. got my 40 quid. So that, I, I'm saying that's going to get you a really basic $30, oh, £30, sorry, you're not American, a £30 mod kit tank combo thing. Sure. Um, which is going to, you're only going to have maybe a couple of coils that come with it as well. Right. And then that's going to get maybe a tenner for either a cheap bottle of 30 yeah. mil or uh, averaging uh, probably a bottle of 15 mil bottle of juice. Let's say your tank capacity is three mils. So you're looking, what, three, six, nine, twelve... Fifteen. Th- Fifteen, yeah. So you're looking about five fills. Oh, fucking... Uh, three, five, fifteen, Tyler. Three, five, fifteen. Three, five, fifteen. Oh, so 15. twelve plus three is fifteen. Yeah, I know. So what, f- fifteen refills, right? And, and, no, 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 five no. refills. Five refills, sorry. From that one bowl. Okay. Um, and let's say you're vaping, I don't know, a few puffs every couple of hours, three mils, depending on airflow and wattage, maybe last you half a day. Half a half a day. Yeah. So um, I go through. I on average, I vape about thirty mils of juice a day. Right. So, but like, so I I bought my. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sixteen. I say I've done my paper round. I bought myself this this kit, and it's going to last me for half a day. And then after that, I'm going to have to top it up. How much is that costing me? So, no, no, not after half a day. It, it, so that so you've got five real five so, half days. Five half days. Okay. So okay, you're right. looking at two uh, two uh, and a half days. Right. Sure. Yeah. So I, after, I after two and a half, like, and that's that's you know that's moderate use. No, that's a that's heavy use. I mean, I, fifty for a fifteen mil bottle, two and a half days, moderate use. I pretty good. My tank's three point five, well, three point four mil tank. Yeah. Oh. I fill my tank to well, probably once a day to two times a day. If I'm heavy vaping, I'll do it three times a day. Well, let's let's lowball okay, again. Look. So let's say it's All right, a, a let's week's say, worth of yeah, vape. yeah. Okay, so then if I want to top that up, how much does that cost me? Uh, so if you're getting quid. another, if you're getting another uh, fifteen mil bottle, that's another ten pound, right. uh, ten to a twelve pound, I guess. Then if you and you've get, got all of this all online and yeah, get it yeah, sent yeah. to you, and it's um, from America. Uh, then, don't, then you've got well, your you've got, got UK the, resellers as well. Okay, yeah. Then sure. you've got your UK. Uh, sorry, no, your ah, bungle. Uh, you've got your coil heads as well for the tank. So sure. the, the, if you're not building your own coils, you've got to buy the replaceable coil heads. One of those coil heads will last you, a good one will last you through maybe 60 mils of juice or so, so maybe like a couple of weeks. Right. Um, you normally get one plus... Oh, fuck's sake. Uh, one plus... Uh, that's just me being confirmed that I'm getting the day off tomorrow. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> um... Sorry, I've got my MacBook open to read the news, and my iPhone text messages come through on my Mac, which is what that was. So, um, but yeah, so the, what I'm really saying is, all of this just feeds into that whole. Kind oh yeah, of, I can't it, see it, it being economically it's viable. It's not, not as, not when compared to buying a packet of cigs. Right. You know, but um, it's it, it really isn't economically viable because uh, yeah, like a coil. So you get two. I was saying you get two coil heads. Uh, that's maybe like I say. Let's let's lowball it and be really generous and say a month and a bit. But yeah. then you're gonna buy a pack a new pack of coil heads. They tend to come in pack of five. Depending on the tank, you're looking between fifteen to twenty quid. I think the other thing is as well. Like, I mean, uh, maybe you're, you're the same as me, Nye, but I'm talking. I'm coming from a complete novice, like don't know anything perspective, right? I wouldn't know how to run a mod, right? And let's say I'm the first person in my social group 
who's going to get into this. Okay, I've got to sort of learn how to put new coils in. I, I'm guessing that's something I do, right? I put new coils in and I have to put the the, the wiki stuff in that you yeah, guys yeah, do yeah. and then drip on it, right? I have to well, know how no, to do no, all if, that. If you, if you buy pre-made coil heads, uh, what you actually find is that you, you, you just have a coil head which is... Um, a metal capsule which contains the coil with built-in wick so you just screw that into the base of the tank screw the tank on and fill it but my, my, I guess my point but is that the, you still need to know how to operate the mod so for example when I bought Dave his first one he didn't have a fucking clue he was texting me every other day going what do I do with this how do I and I, I like you know it was a learning process he actually had to go online and watch YouTube videos I mean, and learn stuff a kid's not going to want to do that right I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe. I mean, like, maybe there's like one or two very wealthy teenagers yeah. out there. But like, I just, I can't see it being like worthwhile in terms of time and effort. Yeah, when yeah. you could just smoke, which obviously I'm not suggesting you do any of this, by the way, kids, if you're listening. Like, <laughs> this is all a hypothetical situation I'm putting out. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, it just doesn't seem realistic to me. On those yeah, no, kind I, of agree, I agree. I agree. Um, and it isn't. <laughs> um, it's, it's just one of the biggest mis construed facts about vaping um yeah yeah i'm i'm not i'm i'm done with that article it just depresses the piss out of me i think we've covered me most of the base points of it to be honest it just kind of goes on to say that um the and this is the thing it's a survey study as well because you can fucking trust kids to tell the truth on a fucking survey <laughs> right? I mean, I know I was a bit of a reprobate, but I would if if I had the opportunity to take the piss, I would take the piss. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Right? Still part of being a kid, isn't it? Just, and oh, yeah, I think completely. if we've learned anything in this past year, it's that you can't trust polls. So. Well, yeah, completely. Yeah. Very much fucking so. Um well, yeah, so that kind of wraps it up for what the, the, the stuff I want to cover in vaping news. I, as always, I'll link to the articles if you actually want to read them yourself. Uh, I'm going to try and link, not, I will not link directly, I'll link to the Wayback Machine for the two shitty articles because I don't want to drive traffic to the site. Um, so the Wayback Machine just takes a snapshot of Freezer's website in time so you can, uh, yeah, you can read the whole thing without actually having to give it any traffic or traction because fuck that. Oh um, yeah, the only way to ever read anything that's on the Daily Mail through that. Don't, don't give them those fucking ad ad revenue they get from someone going to their site and seeing the adverts for the bullshit they're selling you. I, I used it a lot for uh, looking. Do you remember when that whole um, CS Lotto thing was happening? Yeah, I, I, I kind of I was interested. And I looked back at like the yeah. uh, sort of. Uh, comments and, and how they'd kind of named their videos and stuff for people listening the CS Lotto thing was like a, a, a dodgy gambling thing that was going on with a, a computer game um, uh, that was kind of going on behind the scenes won't go into too much detail on it but basically there was a group of YouTubers involved in it and they'd edited well, uh, some of their videos yeah, it was, essentially um, to what, oh get God, kids what was, and what people the, to what gamble the name, what were the name of the two YouTubers uh, Pro Syndicate and Pro Team Martin I think. that's it yeah Pro Syndicate. That was and there were a bunch of other people who came out of the woodwork who were involved in this kind of stuff. Oh, was it? No, Cy Syndicate, wasn't it? Cy Syndicate. Cy- I still watch some of his videos. Yeah, uh, yeah. sorry if I've named yeah, some of you correctly. Yeah, guy called Lewis. This is his actual name, I think. Cy right. Syndicate. I know he used to do a lot of the CS Lotto yeah. videos. Sure. I mean, I, the only thing I watch on his channel is his armor videos. He does some really good armor sure. life stuff. But... Well, I mean, I, but it's, it, I mean, that is kind of like irrelevant, but that's kind of yeah. what I use the Wayback Machine for, essentially, <clears throat> to look at that kind of stuff and see, like, how people had edited... Yeah. information you know to yeah. sort of obviously change the way they were portraying themselves yeah definitely um 
I've killed it again. Pausing to reflect on everything we've learned. So no, far. I was just I was just thinking um, about that whole because um, I was I was watching a follow up video for that on um, YouTube about the CS. Oh, that was it. That was it. It was um, Total Biscuits bullshit awards of like his award ceremony yeah. thing for the yeah. year. He covered that as like one of the basically the biggest crime bullshit in gaming for the year. Um, but uh, what time are we on? Just after nine, I think. No, not that kind of time. Uh, that time. Oh, your stoner time. Uh, <laughs> stoner senses tingling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna take a break because we're running about half an hour now. So wow. um, when we come back, we're gonna do a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, our month in vaping for me, and we'll just kind of run through any. Yeah, I'm not a huge man. No, no, so. neither of neither of I. It's just like in juice and yeah, just a couple new juices. Yeah, so we're just gonna blitz through those, uh, tell you what we think of them, and then we're gonna start in on the politics. Yeah, because it's been like you know I've been saying we need to die like we were gonna get together and talk about it after yeah. the Trump inauguration. Why did no one book it? I I thought about. The, I'm just gonna say this before we go on the break, and um, I thought about this today, JFK. <laughs> led, 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 right, JFK. I can see already where this is going. JFK. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, but JFK led America through one of the difficult, most difficult periods of its entire existence. The the Cuban Missile Crisis. You know, one of the scariest point uh, things that to ever happen to modern day America, <laughs> to the world, uh, to the world. Yeah, yeah. and assassinated. So, you know, the guy that saved the, you know, that saw, saw them through, like, real fucking shit with the Russians, assassinated. The guy who is literally a Russian fucking patsy, still breathing, man, still fucking breathing. <laughs> yeah, but it's because um, JFK wanted to disband the CIA, so the CIA wanted to off um, JFK. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, but, like, Trump doesn't even know what the CIA I suppose yeah he doesn't know exactly. what the CIA. he doesn't know what the CIA stands for <laughs> so they feel quite safe yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah so uh, we're going to take a break we're going to come back uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the vape stuff that we picked up uh, since the last episode and then we're going to break into politics maybe finish up with a little bit of talk on uh, some you know media type stuffs and I'm sure we'll randle off topic quite mm-hmm. frequently as usual yep. so yeah we'll be back shortly see you soon bye um, oh actually before we go <laughs> I just remember I just remember so, uh, those of you that listened to the last episode might have noticed some changes so we've got a new intro now a uh, new outro um, and we're also uh, changing up the break segment so this uh, I'm going to start including music from uh, little indie artists that friends of mine um, going to see what other kind of independent music can get on there that I like uh, just as a way to kind of promote people. Um, so this week uh, we've actually got fe- we'll be featuring the music from my friend or all our friends uh, band Buzzard King. Um, so our good friend Benny, yep, uh, Tom Fielder, Pip, yep. and the vocalist, vocalist who <laughs> the other guy. No, yeah. no one knows how him. old he actually is. Yeah, I know the guy no, who looks no like he's straight out of the seventies. Yeah, no one in the band knows how old he is. Mm. is what I find but yeah, so. Um, uh, this 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 the track that you're going to be hearing during the break is uh, "Welcome to the Family" uh, by Buzzer King. So enjoy, cool. and we'll be back. Uh, 